As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 1982, the year of Tron, the year of John Carpenter's The Thing, the year of Blade Runner, and the year of the debut of one of the greatest toy lines ever made. The first toy from this line that I bought, I didn't actually buy for myself. I bought for a friend of mine that I only saw once every three or four years. But I bought him an action figure, and I we had a six-hour car drive to get to my friend's house so the whole way down I just stared at this picture at the picture of this this figure in the package and just lusted after it the entire time and uh, realized that this is this is too cool of a figure to give up but you know being the conscientious young man that I was I gave the figure up but I did insist on getting to play with it uh, quite a bit that weekend while we were visiting first thing I did when I got home was I went to buy one of my own and it was in that I realized this figure was a soldier but he didn't have a gun. Mind blown. That figure was Breaker from Hasbro's G.I. Joe, A Real American Hero line, which quickly became the second largest contingent of toys in my collection. That is why I'm here talking toys. Talking Toys with Taylor and Jeff, where we go back in time to discuss our favorite toys, one toy line at a time. Hello, and welcome to Talking Toys with Taylor and Jeff. I'm Taylor. I'm Jeff, and today we're joined by two extra special guests. I'm joined by, uh, I'll just go alphabetically. Uh, dang it, am I going to go alphabetically by last name or first name? What do well, you, if it's Taylor? last name, we know where I stand. <laughs> well, there we go. Ken Farley, uh, say hello. Hello, everybody. <laughs> uh, you guys, uh, Ken, uh, you'll remember from our uh, Rehabbing Your Toys mini-sode uh, from a while back. Ken uh, is uh, host of the Nerd 411 based out of San Antonio. And we're also joined by Mr. Dan Zare who is the co-host of Coffee with Kenobi. Dan's based out of Illinois, Washington, Illinois. Is that where you're... That's correct. And, uh, yeah, you, you guys are just uh, doing gangbusters on downloads and everything. It's uh, one of my favorite podcasts, uh, along with the Nerd 411. So we're, we're glad to have you guys on the show. Say hello to our listeners. Hello, listeners. Hello, everybody. This is 
Talking Toys is one of my very favorite podcasts, and I've been uh, not so subtly bugging Jeff for a long time, so <laughs> I am extremely excited about being here, especially when we're talking about G.I. Joe. Yeah, this was this is a show that's, uh, I mean, a, a line that's near and dear to all of our hearts. And, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, Ken, uh, Ken, you guys just know, you and Taylor both know you're going to have to really be um, extra careful about your use of the phrase O-ring tonight, because yeah. I will laugh like Peter Griffin <laughs> every time you say it. Yes, Hold we on, have to watch we... out for the word O-ring. And now we have to wait for Taylor. He hasn't had enough time to. Uh, <sighs> See, I don't, I'm not as familiar with the technical aspects of the figures, but I sure know the mythology well. We'll get we'll get to that in uh, in toy tech, and uh, there will be lots of snickering and. Uh, right, I, you know it was <laughs> yeah, exactly. One, it was yeah. one of those that that just to make sure I have the complete encyclopedia to GI Joe here. So if we oh, need well. it, I can look it up. Oh, you flatter me, sir. Because <laughs> because we don't have. <laughs> Touche, Dan. Touché. That was a joke grenade. That was timely. Yes. Uh, and since we don't have the internet available to us. Right. Um, well, I mean, this actually oh. has some extra information in it that might be a little bit easier to find. On some of the wave stuff. In a book, yeah. Believe it or not. Oh, wow. You think you can find I it faster I than I can with the internet at my fingertips? Hey, I still use rocks over arrows. <laughs> It's true. He has a sling, <laughs> Taylor does own a slingshot. Well, paper beats rock. That's a good point. Mm. Scissor beats paper. That's right. I don't. I don't really don't want to have where to go are we for going a pair with of scissors. Yeah, we're... Did everyone just delete the <laughs> show? I'm just waiting for Spock and Lizard to be in there. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> no, no. Um, so, you guys. Well, I'll, uh, let me give a little bit of history of the line first, and then we'll talk about our um, our various histories with the toy line because this is going to be a show that's that's light on research and heavy on nostalgia which is just the way i like it right so uh, again thank you guys for joining us i'm looking forward to this um for those of you who don't know gi joe colon a real american hero not to be confused with gi joe the 12 inch action figure line from the 60s which is actually if i'm not mistaken where the term action figure originated am i wrong Okay. Yes. Because they, they were Barbie-sized dolls, but the the manufacturer didn't want to use the word doll, so they came up with the term action figure, and the rest is history. Right. That's also where we get the term kung fu grip. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. their 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 fingers would. They uh they had a a bit of a spring in their hand, so you could put any weapon in their hand, they would stretch out or back in to hold this weapon. So why was it called the kung fu grip then? I guess be- Kung Fu was cool. Yeah. It Kung was the Fu is cool. Kung Fu, and... Yeah, Kung Fu is cool. That's cool. That's good. <laughs> That's the only way to fight. Brandishing yeah. a weapon grip is, doesn't have quite the same <laughs> ring to it. So, okay, well, the line had disappeared. And uh, in 1982, Hasbro was interested in reintroducing the line uh, following the success of Star Wars and Micronauts in the three and three quarter inch scale line. And uh, according to Wikipedia, and this is referenced, so I assume it's it's true. The president or CEO at Hasbro was at a charity event uh, at Marvel that Marvel's president was also at. They ended up in the men's room, standing next to each other at the urinal. They were talking about each other's respective businesses, and it came up that Hasbro wanted to reactivate the trademark on G.I. Joe, but they were trying to come up with a new approach. And Marvel's guys said, we have the best creative people in the world. Let me bring this to our editor-in-chief, and we'll fix it for you. And the rest is history, because that's how Larry Hama got involved. And right. Ken, if I'm not mistaken, has met Mr. Hama. Yeah, I met him at uh, Cap City Comic Con. Super nice guy. He'll and, do sketches for you and pretty much sign anything for free for you. Would he, oh, would, awesome. he cre- would he write a file card for me if I asked him to? 
Um, I don't know if he'll write one, but he, uh, <laughs> he, uh, he'll tell stories about them definitely. But yeah, he'll sketch, like he sketches, um, does little pencil sketches of the figures and stuff like that for like $20, but he'll sign anything and anything like he'll sign file cards and copies of the comics for, for free for you. So it's kind of cool. Is he, awesome. Yeah. He was one of the main writers on the, the Marvel comic book that supported the line. Mm-hmm. And he also wrote uh, most of the original file cards. I want to say like right up to 85% of the. Well, he's a, he's a legend. He he wrote yeah. quite a bit of the comics too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Quite a bit. And uh, what happened? He was developing a new idea called Fury Force that was going to be an extension of Shield and Nick Fury, and they basically just co-opted it and and turned it into GI Joe. And he created all of the characters with the exception of Cobra, and Cobra Commander. That was the creation of Archie Goodwin, who's mm-hmm. another comic book legend. Mm-hmm. Uh, but everything else was created by Hama. And uh, Hasbro was initially uncertain about making toys for the villains believing that they wouldn't sell, and Marvel also would also suggest the inclusion of female Joes in the toy line, but they suggested that they include them with the vehicles, as Hasbro again worried that they wouldn't sell on their own. Oh, okay. Which is how we got the bridge layer with CoverGirl, which right. we'll talk about at a later time. We should yeah. say, this, this I should yeah. say here at, at the jump, I didn't mention this, we are only talking about the first wave of G.I. Joe, because this is one I want to do several shows over, so hopefully we'll be able to have Ken and Dan on as many of those shows as possible. I oh, want to go I'm, wave I'm by wave. There's yeah. a lot of waves. There's, There's like a lot. seven. Yeah, well, I... Only seven? Because when you look at uh, the link that you sent us, there are like, there's entries for every single year. I That's think, true. But I think well, a real American hero only runs up through... through 94. Yeah, I think 94, and so, then it becomes a fine, rehash. 11. I got yeah. Oh yeah, after, then after that it's dead to me. Your math stinks. Yeah. Well, yeah. they say rhyme. They say yeah. rhyme. Did I mean, you know that did you know that in Australia my birthday is free slurpee day? Oh wow. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. They didn't mention that when I was there. Well, if you weren't <laughs> there also, on, if you weren't yeah, there on November seventh. I was never there. That's probably one of the reasons. Dan, I wish you weren't a liar. <laughs> we have enough of that on the show as it is with, with <laughs> me just giving misinformation. So each Joe figure included a character biography called the file card. And um, the first 10 years, Hama, like you said, was largely responsible for that. Um, and he drew from his own experiences in the U.S. military. Correct. And uh, every year, Marvel and Hasbro would meet up to discuss the upcoming toys. And Hama was basically given free reign by Marvel's editorial there. Uh, and uh, so the uh, figures ran through 1994. Hasbro transferred control over the G.I. Joe storyline and brand name to the newly acquired Kenner division, who promptly canceled The Real American Hero and replaced it with the new Sergeant Savage and his Screaming Eagles, which didn't really take off. So a rare misstep by Kenner, by the folks at Kenner. Yeah, and But it's, it wasn't really Kenner at that point anymore. No, it really wasn't Kenner, but it's kind of sad because I, I do like that line. Of course you do. But we're not here talking about that one. Toy apologist Taylor Lindberry never <laughs> met a toy game like... So, as we talked about, the uh, the figures were three and three-quarter inches tall, and the... Uh, Vehicles and, and weapons and everything were, were scaled to match. Uh, in the original line, we had, I believe, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12? 12 figures that were carded. Well, 12 if you count uh, Cobra Commander, who was a mail-in originally and was then released the right. next year on a so card back. in 82, 11, one yes. mail away. Right. And you had four figures that came with vehicles. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you had Clutch, who came with the Vamp. Uh, Grand Slam, who came with the uh, the Howl. Pack. He came with in '82. He came with the Howl, which was the heavy artillery laser. And okay. Hawk came with Flak, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, or did he come with? Yeah, see. yeah. 
yep. and with Flack, and um, Steeler came with the Mobat. Yes. And yes. I would like to take this time to uh, personally thank Dan Zare for helping me uh, <laughs> replace a few things in my collection. A couple of months back, Dan sent me a video. While Taylor and I were recording, he was like, hey, are you interested in any of these toys? And he's got he's got the Mobat, the Ram cycle. And I'm like, I never had the Ram cycle. I had the Mobat, but I lost it. So I've added those back to my collection. And guys, these things, I, Dan, did you play with your toys at all when you were a kid? Yes, but I was uh, notoriously made fun of for being uh, practically bubble wrapping them and taking. <laughs> I was pretty much the opposite of Taylor. I was so worried about losing the weapons that I think people just couldn't stand it. But you know what? All my stuff is great and in good shape, and and theirs is invisible. Yeah, my, mine's somewhere in the dirt at my parents' yeah, place. Yeah, every time you say that, I die a little inside. Man, I sound like Jeff. He's he's Bizarro Taylor. I am Taylor. By I, the way, is wearing a GI Joe T-shirt as we record this. I am with the nice. awe striker on it. Yeah. So, which we'll talk about at a later time. Oh, I'm yeah. wearing I'm wearing the Taylor shirt, so that's kind of cool. Like literally, Taylor's on the shirt. Sarcasm, guys. Come on. Okay. <laughs> I know. I I assume there's like, probably a shirt. Taylor shirt. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're gonna have to now. There'll be such an uproar. People from the will be clamoring. Community. Yes. Yeah. Especially if they learn that Dan's been wearing it. <laughs> He's such a taste uh, a taste maker. Um, so let me. I'm just going to do the lame thing that I always do. I'm going to go down. We talked about the, fig, the the figures that came with the vehicles. I'm going to go down the list of the figures that were released. We had Breaker, we have Co- Cobra Officer, Cobra Soldier. Right. It's uh, I guess Cobra, cobra Infantryman and then a Cobra yeah. Officer. Right. right. Yeah. And the, the difference was the Cobra Officer had a silver emblem on his chest, right. and the Cobra Soldier had the, the red emblem. We had Flash. Grunt, Rock and Roll, Scarlet, Short Fuse, Snake Eyes, Stalker, and Zap. And then, as we talked about, Cobra Commander was released as a mail-in in 1982. And then in 1983, he was uh, released on a card with the others. And um, then the vehicles that we got in 1982, we got the Flak. And I can't remember what all of these stand for, but they all the, the letters all stood for something. We had the Flak Cannon, the Hal Cannon, the Jump platform which was a jet pack you said right ken yes i never had that one the how i think is heavy artillery laser right yes yes and uh, the mms which is the mobile mission system or something like that missile command headquarters which was just basically a cardboard backdrop for cobra for cobra yes then we had the mobat which was the tank we had the vamp which was a kick-ass jeep we had the ram cycle and I'm going to mention this. We had the official collector display case because I had that when I was a kid. Did you really? Yeah, of course I did. I've I've said this before on the show. My dad, his, the store that he worked at, they got all their, they got toys in at Christmas time, basically. Right. So their employees could buy them at cost. So my Christmases were always much bigger than they had any right to be for that reason. I remember the image uh, that shows all of them kind of in that little dirt pile. That's carefully crafted. If you if you click on the picture of the display case and it shows you all the images, it'll t- really take you back when you look at it. Yeah, and that that image, the uh, the opening, the image on the uh, the front of it, is very similar, if not the exact same, as the first issue of the comic book. If I'm not mistaken. I could see that. Correct. Yeah, the the tank with them all jumping over the top of it. Yeah. I actually have GI Joe number one. Very nice. I do, I do too, and I, I got it too. signed by Mr. Hama. Well, wow. Ken. <laughs> your one-upsmanship wins again that was the one thing i wanted to make sure i got him to sign when i went and got that's, met him. that's awesome and, and this was that's this was in cool. san antonio right uh this is in austin he's coming wow. back to san antonio this year 
Well, now we have to go to San Antonio. Too. There you go. Now it's an excuse to come down. Another, yeah, he's crossover. like he's really great because he'll tell you stories and stuff like that about the time when he worked in GI Joe. So how old is he now? Oh, I don't he's know. Got to be in his sixties. Yeah, definitely. I if oh, I don't have any of them signed, but I have the first eighty issues of the original GI Joe run in perfect condition. Of course they are. Wow. You read them yeah. once and then put them away and That's handled right. them with right hermetically sealed package. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> I have um. Number two was the hardest one to find for the longest time. I may time. actually have number two as well. One was easy to find because they, they did overprinted read- them, and then they did uh, they had giant versions of them. The big magazine size. Yes. Yep. Yes. The uh, I had every the, the one that I enjoyed was a special mission series. You guys remember that? Oh, I yeah. did. I had a subscription to it. I had I a couple of years ago. I managed to procure every single issue that that I needed from it. So I've got a full nice. run of GI Joe special missions. Nice. They were just little one-off stories. They yep. wasn't. They were out of continuity, but they were they were just cool. They were yeah. just really cool stories. That was where I first met the October Guard, which was sort of the bizarro GI Joe from Russia. That, yes. I like the, the October 80s. Guard. Yeah, the October Guard's really cool. They were, they only showed up I think twice. Because there was one character called Horror Show, and I always wanted a Horror Show action figure because I thought that was the coolest name. He's like the Russian gung ho. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know. I know that subscription wise, Hasbro is putting out a lot of the October Guard now, and I think they're basing it off of those those comics. comics. Well, and and they did the the comic series ran for 155 issues, and then a few years ago, was it IDW? Relaunched it. Relaunched Mm -hmm. it, starting with issue 156 or 155 and a half, I guess, and then 156. Yeah, 155 and a half. Yeah, it took over the. uh, Go ahead. I was going to say 155 and a half was a free comic book day one. Right, right. And then they started it back up from there. Because I, I have think a few. Hama's still working on it today. Awesome. They, they had rebooted it and then they went back in and just picked up the old continuity. Yeah, it was, it was a, they, they had like two continuities running basically. And now. Yes. Um, one of them was rather intense where, um, uh, what's his name? Um, kills Cobra Commander, the guy that always wears a Hawaiian shirt. Chuckles. Chuckles. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That was a good series. That was a very good series. So enough about the comics. Let's talk right. about the yeah. toys. <laughs> uh, well, we'll start with we'll start with uh, with Ken. Ken, did how many how many of these did you have when you were a kid? Oh, GI Joe is probably one of my biggest lines that I had as a kid because it was Army. I grew up in a military family, so playing Army was cool. I just like I said, I remember the first time I can even tell you it was at a Kmart. The first figure I got was Grunt because nice. I saw an Army man that can move his arms and legs and it wasn't the plastic that you just kind of the molded plastic right. that I remember. And so it was just every time it seemed like we go to toys or like Kmart or places like that, I'd pick one up cause I was, you know, it'd be like, Oh, I want this one cause he has this gun or, you know, and it's just, like I said, I still have most of mine today that I've re uh, had to do a little rehabbing on, but uh, yeah, there I had, I know I had pretty much about half of the first run when they were with the straight arms when they came out. And yeah, we'll talk about that when we get into yeah. toy tech. There was a major change right after this first yep. wave. Uh, Dan, what about you? How much of this first run did you have? Uh, I, I think have I have I have half of your toys from this run. Now. <laughs> you, have, you have two, I think. <laughs> uh, I have all of them. I still have all of them. In fact, uh, we were a few moments late. I don't know if uh, Jeff told any of you because I ran upstairs to grab my original figure. The very first one I ever got was Rock and Roll. I got him right here. Uh, he's still um, in pretty darn good shape. Still have the gun and the helmet and everything. Um, I was always enamored with this. I can't remember what came first for me, whether I, I fell for the comic or the figure. I just remember going through KB Toys. And this is pretty much when G.I. Joe first came out. Star Wars was starting to phase out. 
So it's almost like for me, the baton was being tossed because I still had that that passion for collecting figures. So I was always drawn towards them. And I ended up getting rock and roll first. And my brother got snake eyes first. Nice. And I mean, it, it's just um, even though clearly I'm a Star Wars guy, I, I think overall, I think I like the G.I. Joe figures more than I like the original <gasps> Star Wars one. <laughs> And I, and I think the main reason I feel that way is when I, when I look at them, I feel like they could beat up the Star Wars characters really easily. But the Star Wars characters have the Force. You yeah. should um, no, only two right do. Now. Only yeah. two do. Hey, I'll, I'll you know I'll I'll take the Star Wars challenge anytime. I you know how I feel about Star Wars. Heck, I write for StarWars.com. But there's just something about this GI Joe line. <laughs> Did you guys like the way he amazing. just slipped uh-huh. that in? Yeah. That, yeah. Was that, that how was that? That was that was, that was, that was almost. That was like so. a product placement. <laughs> almost yeah. so, but yes, Dan does write it right for the the, the the actual website StarWars.com. So we have a we have an actual like legit wow. Star Wars right. person here saying GI Joe is better. <laughs> well, I mean, technically, if you think about you know them firing out you know, vehicles and having, you know, Cobra Troopers jump off their percentage rate versus Stormtroopers percentage rate of firing. They're a little True. more accurate. That's True. True, but they I never like killed anybody. <laughs> I, you know what? I think for me, and maybe this is more of a talk of uh, the tech part, but just they were, they were just more um, posable. Right. Right. And, and yeah. I just, I don't know. There's just something, something about those vehicles. It was, that, it was like the next generation of toys. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think I might've been just at the right, the right age for it when it came out because Return of the Jedi came out in 83, and I was born in 72, so I was just about that age where G.I. Joe just was, I don't know, it just hit me the right time. And the comics, who were such a big, the G.I. Joe comics were the first time that I realized that stories continue from one issue to the next. And you know, some, those, those stories still hold up today. A lot of comics oh yeah. you read from like the early they 80s, they still kind of seem kind of hokey, but the stories are, are really good. They, mm-hmm. they, they are were really states. good. Like, we lost, we lost characters, Quick Kick, yeah. died. Yeah. Yeah. There, there were many of those stories. At least some of the the premises of those stories, I was really hoping would translate into the movies. It never did, but no. oh, they would have. I wish they I could have done that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah they that would have been those. ten times better. Oh God, yeah. Than what yeah. we got, yeah. Well, we all know that Megaforce was a GI, the first GI Joe movie, as we've discussed. Yes. Oh yeah. Uh, yes. Taylor, I know you were a little young to have had a lot of these first I, wave of figures. I didn't you? have the first wave. I actually, my first one came from '83, so Wave Two. Who was that? Uh, it would have been... You can uh, mention the name and nothing else. Oh, uh, goodness. <laughs> now, you put me on the spot. He had the dragonfly. Wild oh, Bill? yeah, that's um, rock and roll. No, 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 that's uh, Wild, Wild Bill. Bill. Wild, Wild Bill. Bill. So you, you got the dragonfly? The dragonfly was my very first G.I. Joe toy. That was a cool toy. We'll, we'll talk about that. Oh, that was yeah. Cool. That was, yeah that, that'll that was, be my story time for the next yes. one. Yes. Yeah. Oh, nice. And when we get around to the time of the tomahawk... Uh, my, that story time is going to be hysterical. You guys, uh, you guys are in for a treat. You guys are in for a treat. That may you be know, the first, I, I that may be the first the... talking toys that we have to put an explicit tag on. Uh-oh. Okay. Well, I do need to make a caveat. I said I had the the entire original line. I actually don't. I forgot that I don't have Steeler because a, a very dear friend of mine now has my Steeler. Yes, I bought the Mobat with Steeler, and Steeler still has the stinking uh, like binoculars on his. On oh his really? You, oh yeah. You oh yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, I got a sure. I got a He Man gold mine over here, Taylor. I'm telling you. <laughs> I keep being I, I I keep being tempted, and I do have a little bit of cash on me, but I, I spent some of it today. What'd you get today? I sent out for some very rare Earth Force uh, He Man knockoffs. One of which I have two pieces for, so when he comes in, he'll be complete. You have a complete knockoff. I have. Well, here's the thing, you know. I wish you guys could see the look I'm giving Taylor right now. <laughs> He's giving me a dirty look, but I'm just it's, like, 
here, here's the thing. If you know, I have the non knockoffs. They're called the real ones. Yeah. I have the real ones too. But this is for, for some reason like the He-Man knockoffs are, have become more. They become very rare, and to find them, it's it's tough. Well, copyright infringement tends to make that happen. It wasn't. It wasn't just that. <laughs> Trust me. When it comes in, we might we might have to do a mini soda. We'll on. do but a mini soda on your Joe. knockoffs. But yeah, back to back G. G. to Joe. Joe. Well, I had um, I had most of these. I did not have um, I didn't have Zap or Grunt because which we'll talk about in Toy Tech. I could never figure out which one was which because they have the same head. Oh yeah. So yeah. I never bothered <laughs> for some reason. Right. Um, but I did have I did have all of the others. And they both kind of look like Jimmy Durante. A little bit, a little bit, and they've got that like comb over. They look like Charles Kuralt is who they look like. Mm, yeah, I could see that. Do you even know who I'm talking about, David? No, I don't. He was a, don't he, was a he was a newscaster. He, <laughs> yeah, did, he had a show yeah. on Sunday mornings. Um, just look up Charles Kuralt. Okay. Good morning. Go, good morning. Sunday or something like that. I can't. Sunday remember. morning with Charles. Something like that. But yeah, yeah Charles Kuralt. Yeah. That's who he looks like. Uh, we're showing our age, Dan. I'm not even <laughs> sure how how much older. I don't. I don't know how old Ken is. Um. So and at the vehicles, I had um. I had the Hal. I had the Mobat, and I don't remember if I had the I had the Vamp because I had Clutch, so I had the Vamp. Uh, but those were the only ones that I had from that line. So I, think, I don't think I had Hal. That was the only one I didn't have. Well, if I could find mine, we could do a trade. There you go. And I used to have the Mobat and Ram, but you know. <laughs> so yes, and I yeah the Ram cycle was the other one that I I got from you because I never had that as a kid either, but I do now. It's so, such a cool one. So okay. Yeah. So now that we've We've done all of that. Let's let's go into Toy Tech because this is where, yeah, Dan, we can just sit back and Ken and uh, Ken Taylor can <laughs> regale us. Uh, I'm just telling you, if you say O-ring, I'm going to giggle. <laughs> so, you know, you, you, you want to start with the figures? Let's then? start with the figures. Talk a little. You guys talk. Tell us a little bit about the way the figures were made, and then we'll move into what happened in 1983, which changed action figures right. as yeah. we know them forever. Right. Okay. Forever. So forever. So the the one cool thing about the the GI Joe the Real American Hero line was that they were articulated to the max. I mean, I, they had you know points of articulation in their shoulders that were twice articulation. So you had the swivel and then the swivel ball. So they could go up and down and up and down and, down and, down and out and everything else. And then of course you had your your hinge at the uh, the elbows. You had the waist that was on a specialized ring that sat go. in them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Shaped like a donut? Yeah. The, the, circular. The or donut a circular plastic ring. rubber ring. Um, and then you had, of course, their head was... Uh, th- here's the thing. Now, their head was supposed to be on kind of a ball hinge, but... It, it was eventually. It was eventually, but it the ball hinge didn't necessarily work that well depending on the mold of the body. So they pretty much just kind of swiveled. Uh, yeah, there were very right. few in this first round that would that would do anything but move left. And right. Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure any of. of I don't these think they did, would. Right? Yeah, they did. That was in. That was around eighty four. It, it was eighty four like when they started cutting into the body a little bit, so you had that mobility to push the head forward. But the heads were all made the same, so that same kind of socket was still made. It's just that they cut into the body more to make them uh, kind of look up and down just a little bit. And then of course you had your your legs that uh, moved up and down out to the side so they could actually do karate kicks where the 
Star Wars characters, if they did karate kicks, they would just look awkward with they their could, disco they pants. They could goose step. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Star Wars oh, figures were not nice. <laughs> and, then, and then probably one of the best articulated pieces on an action figure that I, I feel should always be there is the hinged knee. Taylor's especially, a big fan of the hinged knee. Especially if you have a vehicle, you should always have a hinged knee. Yes. They, that's it. That's the reason that I talked about before. That you, they fit in the vehicles so perfectly. They do. They really do. You don't. Ha- you don't need a shoehorn or anything. No, no. Because I mean, depending on on how the uh, the cockpit or how the the seat is, I mean, you can kind of maneuver them around and shake them up, and you know, actually put their their knees up so they can sit and they're they're not kicking the console in front of them. Well, well played on Hasbro's part. Now, Plus, since they were cool to crouch down behind stuff. Yeah. yeah so you right. could actually crouch them down behind like little fake bushes and stuff like that. Unlike yes, the G.I. Joe where they're standing straight up, or the Star Wars where they stood straight up most of the time. Right. Extremely and, malleable. Yes. Well, and when you think about them being as as truly like military action figures, especially like uh, uh, people like Breaker, who only has that radio set, he's overdoing communications. He doesn't need to be standing up, he needs to be like crouched down behind the van. Correct. The vamp. He's gonna need that knee articulation right. to do it. They, you know, I love the fact that you can get them on one knee, and you know, when you could get the pegboards, you could still stand them up on one knee, and mm-hmm. uh, they're they're well mm-hmm. made. I love them. And Ken, uh, since, <laughs> since you we had we had you on to talk about rehabbing the toys, uh-huh. the, uh The the circular donut shaped ring that we're talking about uh, presented a problem with these things holding up over time, right? Correct. They uh, would with them like a like a normal human being, not like Dan. Yeah. Even if you even if you didn't play with them over time, they're drying out and cracking. Yeah. Dan keeps his and, humidor. <laughs> well, then <laughs> never mind. Uh, but yeah, they they dried out just over time and cracked and split, and so like even the ones that I have now that are still feel like they're in good shape, I'm replacing just so that way I don't have to worry about doing it down the road because when they are going to fall cracking. Apart. You mean just like. Like it would, the rubber would just it would deteriorate over time. Mine feels a little. I mean, it feels flimsy, and he swivels quite a bit more than he used to. But I don't feel like it's gonna crack. But I don't know. Maybe I'm just lucky. Tug on it a little bit, it'll pop. (laughs) I'll trust you. Do it. Do it. The the waist (laughs) will get real loose, and so will the hips. Um, will get loose because of the because the ring inside is getting real brittle and and just kind of losing its elasticity. So yeah, that's why you can replace them. And I mean, it's a to you know you can replace them for next to nothing, and then they're they're back to like they were when you pulled them out of the box. Yeah, do it, Dan. Let's hear a grown man cry. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to edit that later. <laughs> well, it's it's a good thing with this. Like when when you're replacing the rings, there are YouTube videos to kind of walk you through it. So if you need to, if you're you not can. Ken, right, and a master at this. <laughs> <laughs> Although I'm, I'm sure Ken, if you if you Ken, you could probably have like a cottage industry going. People could send you their uh, send you their figures, and you could put them back together. No, it's okay. <laughs> I'll do my own. I'll do a couple of friends and stuff. But yeah, I'll just, it's just it's, it's a little time consuming. It is time consuming. I still have a bag full that I got to finish myself. So, but so, it's fun because you can go to conventions, and that's how I've gotten a few of my replacements of the first wave is convention where they have just part bins of like here's legs here's the hips and here's the uh, torsos and you can just kind of piece them together yeah 
So let's talk a little bit about then uh, the the paint on these because I think the paint and the sculpts, especially for it to have been 1982, even though we talked about the fact that there are only like four different heads that they used, I was always really impressed with the sculpts, especially on the torsos. Yeah, and the the thing that I like is, I mean, really when you look at it, there's probably what like seven torsos in this first wave, and there's some of these are actually reused, and some of them yeah. are specific to the character, but you know they're they're all well made and. What I like about them is they're sculpted, keeping in mind the articulation of the toy. So none of the sculpt itself like just kind of dead stops. It actually rolls into the articulation the way it's supposed to. So it looks like it's it fits naturally. There are nine. I just counted. There are nine. Ten if you count uh, Cobra Commander. Uh, yeah, he would Which have been. I knew. Yeah, he would yeah. have been like the oddball. But yeah, so nine nine torsos total, huh? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Because, but here's the thing, though. A lot of these are are reused with several of the different characters, and you know they might use like the the body for Zap, the use the same thing for Short Fuse, but then change out the head. Change out the head, yeah. And you know, change out the color of the plastic, and it works. They use the same head on Short Fuse and Hawk, and this is a different Hawk. Like we got we got a Hawk later on who was a general, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's still the same guy. It's I the same the character. Files. Yeah, I checked the file cards today, and it's the same guy. Just uh. The newer one just has more like the leather jacket and it's just a little and more hip. Brown hair. Yeah. Yeah. He got older, he had to diet. <laughs> so he was gaining weight? No, no. Oh. oh. Wordplay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're done. Uh and and it's so but again, like the the paint on these is what really set them apart. You could tell each figure was unique, even though they did use a lot of the same parts. Because the paint job, like Stalker, is is painted in camouflage. Yeah, the the only one painted in camouflage too. Of that first run, yeah, yeah. That first run, yeah. And then you had um, you had Grand Slam and Flash who had the same same torso, legs, and arms, with that really cool red like riot gear looking. Yeah, it's almost he's like got a catchers. He's got catching equipment on. Yeah, I guess it. I'm wanting to say that that was their was it laser deflection. Yes, it was like a, a feedback yeah. deflection armor. And what's cool is they pretty much are the same, except one has brown gloves and one has black gloves. And it's and enough head. of a difference to make you know that they stand apart. And the well, heads are a little bit different. Right. One looks like Charles Kuralt and yeah. one is... That one, I think, Flash is actually the same head as a Short Fuse and Hawk, just with brown hair. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah, I agree. Uh, Breaker, Stalker, obviously Scarlet, and... Um, no, Breaker's, Breaker's head was reused for, for Clutch. Rock. So yep. rock and roll and scarlet stalker oh, yeah, different color beards. Yeah, and snake eyes are really the only ones that had unique head sculpts. I was going to say rock and roll. I'm looking at rock and roll I, it's, looks it's the fairly same, similar. It's the as same well. as breaker and clutch. Just, see, it's just blonde. If you ever That's... want to, if you ever want to hide your identity from Jeff, <laughs> just change your hair color because he can't, he can't fathom that. I thought you were going to say that breaker and and uh, stalker had the same head, but we know that's not true. No, stalker was the after too the soon. Only was yeah. the only African American joke. <laughs> yes, way too soon. The the <laughs> one thing that always threw me off about the the characters with the beards because I had rock and roll down the down the line, but you know I grew up in you know an Air Force home and no one had beards in the military. Yeah. That was kind of a no no. So I was like, oh that's how true. do these guys get away that. with it? Because they're special forces. They're elite. Right. That's they're America's right. elite <laughs> fighting force. <laughs> <laughs> they're part of the group that you don't talk about. Their mission to defend human freedom against Cobra. That's yes, right. That allows them to have beards. So, 
Yes. I just had a brain fart. <laughs> I can smell it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I've got to edit this, man. Come no, on, DRL. No, you don't. Just keep not, it. In not there. only is it, <laughs> is it my oral sound, it's in my nose sound. Keep it. Uh, so, Cobra Commander, again, was a mail in that came out a little later. Um, and we actually we got two Cobra Commanders throughout the course of the line, but this one was the one that we saw most of all in the cartoons and everything. Right. And uh, our friend Carlos cosplays as Cobra Commander currently. <laughs> yes. yes. And yes. have you seen his costume, Taylor? I have. It is awesome. I can't wait to see it. We're it gonna see. Awesome. Uh, we're recording this the night before the Fan Days convention in Irving, so we're gonna get to meet Carlos. I cannot wait to see he and his wife. His wife's cosplaying as a Baroness. I cannot wait to. I, see I gotta get a picture with him. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's he's pretty much the the helmet he purchased through a guy that makes them, but the rest of it was scratch made, like hand sewn from patterns. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's 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 amazing. Awesome. It's, yeah, Dan, you're gonna if you haven't seen it yet, you're gonna you're gonna flip when you see it. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, he's a really cool picture they took um, from one of the professional cosplays per- person at the last convention where he looks like he's holding the globe in his hand that he oh, has wow. on his page. Yeah, it's really cool. It's it's awesome. Yeah. It it looks like his costume looks pretty much like the figure, but also looks just like the guy who was considered for a long time as the real Cobra Commander that would go to all the different conventions. He mainly went to the San Diego one, but he had a Twitter feed that was the Cobra, Cobra Commander. Commander. That yeah. Every day he would talk about things about taking over the world, which actually started to get kind of funny. And then and his middle name was Isis. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon. Political yeah. humor. Dan's getting all political. Yeah, edgy. He's going to make us legit. Um, now, we talk a lot on the show about the reuse of parts and how most of the time it's pretty lame, but I think if you're going to reuse the parts, I feel like they did the best job you could with it. Would you guys agree? Well, do you feel like when you were a kid that you noticed? I noticed the similarities but with uh, Grunt and Zap, but but then, the, and I guess with Clutch and Breaker too, but the rest of them, like, the, you know, I don't know. I, I still I, think it was clever enough. I, well, I, mean, I did, but it didn't bother me because they're uniforms. Right. Yeah, and yeah, they had different it. guns. And, yeah, it's just basic military garb. You're not, you know, you, you don't have to worry you about them to be all different. Like, yeah, like a specific armor or a, a specific, you know, uh, shirt. I mean, it's just, you know, it's military guard. Well, here's a question. Yeah. We, got, we got four guys here. Did any uh-huh. of you guys have Scarlet in your collection? I did. I did. Oh, yeah, more on that in my top five. You guys <laughs> could say she's in my top five. Nice. Yeah. I think I have one in my newer collection now. I, I, I had st- Scarlet as well. And I still have mine, my original one today. On your nightstand, you said? No. <laughs> no. no. That's hidden away. Uh, no, it's... <laughs> Scarlet was cool, though, because she had ninja stars and a crossbow. I know, the crossbow. Yeah. Okay, let's talk I about agree. this for a second. Can you can we agree on this? Is the crossbow the least effective weapon to take into battle? Uh, no. Uh, no? Not at all. Not when it shoots lasers. Yeah. That's right. Her shoot and, lasers. Uh, I think yeah. so. And it also shot arrows. It shot arrows in the cartoon, but she also had a gun, too. Yeah. It also shot a zip line. Yeah, oh yeah, she she was awesome. Her, she, I think the least effective weapon would be uh, maybe Ezra's slingshot from Rebels. Yeah, sorry, I I, <laughs> I I jumped the. He makes it work though. Yeah, yeah well, so no, the I, I crossbow has always struck of... me as the most because not only I mean you got to reload it, you have to aim it. Yeah, the reloading process just takes so long. I don't know. It Darryl, just it just made it makes it work. It's cool. it, it made it kind of a, a medieval heroic, uh, very much cool. a harkening back. Yeah, I love crossbows. Right. I would love to have a crossbow of my own. 
except I would kill myself and probably my dog. No, I could train you how to do that. You'd think so. People have said the same thing about driving a stick shift, and no, hasn't happened yet. So let's talk about, before we go into vehicles, let's talk about what happened in 1983. Okay. We got what we we were talking about this today. It's called Wave 1.5. Right. They basically re-released all of these figures with one change. Ken, tell us what that change was. It's referred to as what they call the swivel arm. It's um, you got a point of articulation at the elbow that would allow the arm to go side to side. So you could add more articulation, which was to me, it was pretty cool at that point. It made it so that they could hold a rifle. That's right. Yes. Beautiful, beautiful bicep cut. Yes. We need a t-shirt that says beautiful, beautiful (laughs) bicep (laughs) cut. With with the arms kind of punching into one another. Yeah. Kung Fu grip. So did you guys go back and rebuy any figures once they made that change? I know I didn't. I continue to buy the, like my first few with the, what I was referred to as the straight arms were grunt, scarlet and snake eyes. And then after that, it was pretty much buying the rest of them with the swivel arms. Cause that's all you could find at that point. Yeah. I if I, I did it, it wasn't conscious. It just yeah. happened to be, I needed a figure or something like that. And right. I just grabbed one. I, I don't think I did either. And I think all, with the exception of, like I said, of, of zap and, um, uh, Zap and Grunt, I had all the other figures and they were all straight arm figures because I got them right after they came out. And because uh, I was, what, six years old, five, six years old when these came out. So I was just right there mm-hmm. um, at the right age for it. And so, yeah, I had all of these straight arm versions of them. Um, I think even my Cobra Commander was is a straight arm as well. And I didn't yeah, go back I, and rebuy them. I think mine too. But the the swivel arms are amazing. And I'm, I'm really glad that they did it. Um as, as either one worth more, or is there really much of a discrepancy? I would um, imagine, Ken can maybe back me up on this, I would imagine the straight arms are probably a little pricier, just because they're older. Uh, sort of the rookie the first version. Just, yeah. Uh, they're the more sought after. Um, I've seen on a lot of the Joe forums where they talk about that there's really not that big of a difference between the cost, like the value of them. Because like I said, when I went through uh, the guy's parts bin, he had straight arm uh, pieces in there for a dollar. You would think if you're if they were, oh. they'd have them separated out, right? Because like I said, I was able to piece together a straight arm flash for three dollars. Wow! The only thing I'm lacking is his accessories, like his backpack and his helmet and his gun, right? So that's 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 I mean I mean I I I'm on the thing saying yes. Probably if they're on card, they're probably worth a lot more, right? Um, yeah, I imagine so. The straight arms, as opposed to loose, I think loose they're they're just they're probably about the same, depending on the figure, though, because I know like Snake Eyes, the the big main figures like Snake Eyes, a straight arm is a lot because he's just a, such a popular figure. And yeah. same thing with Scarlet, they didn't make a whole bunch of those either. Right, and Snake Eyes yeah. is probably the most popular figure from this initial line. Wouldn't wouldn't you guys say? I I would say yeah. I don't know why. Because it's Snake Eyes, man. I think Cobra Commander is so a ninja. Yeah. So, well, of course you think Cobra <laughs> Commander's crazy. <laughs> Exactly. I figured he came with an Uzi. You'd be all about that, Taylor. Well, and he also comes with was a detonation pack. Yeah, detonation yes. pack and the Uzi. I think he was. He That's those right. Two. That was it. Yeah. That was yeah. It. We, we, we did. The newer, the new, the newer one came with temper. Right. Yes. Came with, right. Came with a dog. And uh, no. and I think it's probably wolves yeah, and dogs. A, gray wolf. Get your get your dogs right. Your canines. Yeah. Come on. yeah you're an expert. Mask. Yeah. I think you, you say you're a dog owner. Yeah. <laughs> 
I don't see Snake Eyes was probably more popular because he wore his mask and there was always that, you know, mystery of what he looked like underneath. Right. Sort of Especially the, the, the comics built up that yeah. mythology incredibly. Yeah. So. He was the Boba Fett of the G.I. Joe yeah, line. Exactly. Him and but he was deserved his reputation. Definitely. Right. The yeah. fact that he didn't talk in the shows, you know, I mean, the, you talk about the, the comic. I think it's issue 21 is the silent comic where there's oh, not yes. a single word of dialogue in the whole thing. Phenomenal. And they, he, they, they probably spent a year, over a year of storyline with him away from the team. And he was at first lost and then trying to get back to them. And you just never felt like he was going to be reunited. There was just such, he was just such an enigma. Correct. And, yeah. Cause he, he kind of seemed like he wouldn't fit in, but he did. And the, yeah. the, the backstory that they eventually gave him actually makes mm-hmm. him even cooler. Yeah. So. Oh, oh yeah. And, and all, and most of the main characters, the, the, the big characters had really cool backstories, yeah. which the file cards Definitely. gave us a lot of in, that information. We heard about, you know, we read about their, uh, their education, mm-hmm. their, their specialties and, and things like that. Right. And then there was a little quote on there about the character by somebody else. And that, and that yo Joe that you sent us, they just have, they have rep, replications of all of the cards, which is great. I still found, I found all of mine a few weeks ago. Do you guys still have your card? Cards? <laughs> no. The file cards? No. I do. No. I kept mine. My mom kept oh, mine in like, they a cool? file, like a Rolodex file. It was cool because yeah. they have like social security numbers actually on them. You know, yeah. It's yeah. weird. It's weird that my mom didn't because, you know, we talked, of course, she was all Star uh, Right. She was zoned in on Star my Star Wars stuff. But yeah, I had, I kept, we cut them all out and I kept them all. But yeah, I, I don't have any more. But yeah, I'm glad that you can get them all online now because I'll, I'll spend hours just going through and re- rereading those. They're really fun. Right. They they spend a lot of time with this mythology. It's it's much yes. easier to kind of keep track of it. What what I did enjoy what Hasbro did when they re-released these is they kept those file cards pretty much the same. Right. So even though yeah. I don't have any of those original run, I still have the re-release. The so I still have those file cards to nice. read through. And they yeah, they are she- they are good. Because you, yeah, you can pick up some of the re-release of 20, 25th anniversary, or I think that's what it was. The yeah, and sometimes those for like five dollars a figure, and yeah. then you have a file card and a figure. So yeah, it's, we'll, yeah, it's kind of cool. Let's talk about those later. I don't really like the new, the newer ones. They're they're too articulated for me. So let's let's talk a little bit about the uh, the, the vehicles and, and and weapons. Now that we've uh, talked at length about the figures, we had we had the as I talked about, we had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Vehicles or weapons in the Missile Command headquarters. Did anybody have the Missile Command headquarters? I didn't. I didn't. Missile. Yeah, it's just, it's just a little, it's a little carpet. No, backdrop. no, no. Even at that age, I knew that was a crock. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I had the Terradrome, but uh, right. more on that on another show. My Terradrome yeah. was incomplete, right out of the box. Oh. Um. So. The, yeah, the, I, I like I said, I had the HAL, and I loved the HAL because it came with that tow hook. You could hook it up to the vamp, and yes. I believe even, could you hook it up to yeah, the MOBAT as you well? Can. Yes. It's got a, a tow hook on the back. And it'll drag it around. Yep. That That's yep. awesome. <laughs> it's a one little, that that's like Kenner level awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But it's Hasbro level awesome. Exactly. From back then, Hasbro. Right. Now they've just been Hasbro. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope Go everybody ahead. can hear my look because I'm doing it as hard as I can. It, it's very loud. So yeah, the Howl was basically just a big heavy artillery laser, which is a big gun. Um, and then we had the the flak, which was I believe was that uh, was that Cobra? No, it's it's no. Joe. It's Joe. All these are all jokes. There was nothing for Cobra. We didn't get right. the Cobra vehicles till like the second or 
Actually, Cobra. And then it just went, and then just went amazing. Cobra got the burnable mission command headquarters, the one that was made out of cardstock. That's it. Yeah. (laughs) To show you that terror is is as a fruitless gesture. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So the the flak stood for field light attack cannon, which was again sort of a smaller version of the howl, and it was on a tripod instead of instead of on wheels. Which doesn't seem extremely uh, convenient to me. Well, but it was cool because you could pull it with the vamp. Well, here's the thing. I think the how I mean, yeah, right. With the flak because it was probably a shell-based artillery cannon versus the how, which is a laser-based. The flak itself is going to have more recoil, so you're going to have to have some sort of Stabil- like leg system to stable it down. Which God, you're a nerd, which, Taylor. Shut at which when you got the uh, command center, you could always put those kind of on the sides or on the outside or even in one of the garages. Correct. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And you got yourself an air defense against the, uh, the Rattler. Then oh, we had, we had spoiler. the spoiler. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> then we had the jump, which was the jet mobile propulsion unit. And I, I love that. Thing. I don't yeah, think I had cool. this. I have a vague memory of having it, but I don't think that I did. And now I'm wondering if I didn't, why didn't I have this thing? It's pretty cool. Well, it came with a heavy-duty laser cannon too, or laser gun. Like it was, it was very, very cool. And you can, it was one of the other things I love so much about the figures is that they, you could put a backpack in all of them, so anybody could have the jetpack. That's something Correct. that we didn't. Yeah, we need to talk about that in Toy Tech, but they all had yeah. the hole in for Toy the tag. Well, no, no, yeah. no, for the the action figure portion of it, was they all had that. You know, all the the helmets and the weapons were we interchangeable. Didn't, well, that's what, yeah, one thing turns. we didn't talk about in Toy right. Tech, which we'll. Fine, let's go back to that. Go back to the, the picture. Let's, let's go back to that let's just so we that. can connect it to yes. this. Yes, so yeah. every figure, most of the figures, you got a helmet, except right. for like Snake Eyes, Stalker, Scarlet. There, yeah, there were a few that hair. didn't. But they all had a, yeah. basically a, a, the same helmet with maybe a different color. They had a peg hole in the back yeah. for their backpack, which was brilliant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And most yeah. of them had suspenders on their, their so shirts, it like so it, it would looked hold. like it would, yeah, they were back, holding back. it. And then they all True. came with at least one gun. Right. Correct. Except for Breaker. Right. Which I talked about in story time. <laughs> he came with the the he radio came, control. Radio, and he had, it had the little microphone that would swivel up and down on his helmet, which yes, was correct. awesome. And uh, so how many different guns were there? Do we know? Uh, you know, I really don't know. It was Let's a say, lot. Yeah, I know. Different guns? I know yeah. probably in the most first... Figures, that, I was going to say that oh. was probably the most unique thing when each figure had their own style of gun almost yes there were hardly any duplicates it wasn't like uh how can would re repackage some of the guns and just change the color i'm gonna say probably in the first wave you probably had 10 different guns yeah there might have been one reissue but i think yeah everyone pretty much had their own weapon. they all yeah they all had different guns and it's interesting guarantee it it's interesting because cobra commander you know they went out of the way to sculpt his own gun but He's he had that cool one, front to his gun. Yeah, and he he, he also carried it on his back. He carried it on yeah. his back. He didn't have a peg hole for a backpack. He, he had a slot. Well, it was like a uh, it was like an inverted gun piece like area that yeah. would just fit. I kind remember of snap that. on yeah. his back. I that I didn't think about that for years until you just reminded me of that. I, I haven't that. thought about that in years too either. You're that's, welcome. It's true. It's so it's cool. <laughs> yeah. It was a cool now way to now we're gonna have to be Facebook friends. That's that's immensely. What, Ken, what were you saying? I was saying the uh, back to the backpack and everything, it was a cool way to hide the screwbacks for the figures yeah. Yeah, on yeah. the construction of it. Yeah, the, you know, like we said, a lot of thought went into these. The design is just superb. I mean, and, even and, like 
you think of like Flash, he had the cool little visor that went over the front of his helmet, the plastic little clear plastic that went over the front of his helmet to where, you know, went with his laser. So it kind of blocked the, the laser fire. That's right. right. The, the fingernail. Yeah. The fingernail. <laughs> exactly. And then, like you said, with uh, the uh, mobile driver, he had the cool binoculars uh, for, for Steeler. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had, they went and figured, I mean, there were so many different accessories that they figured out for each one of these guys to, to make them unique and, their own that's how they got their character you could see their by their accessories they would come with right yeah. they they what they lacked in uniqueness unique i guess yeah for the head sculpts they made up for with with the accessories right Correct. um and I, I will say the uh the the jump platform that we were just talking about uh mm-hmm. was repackaged in 83 and sold with a different version of grand slam he had silver right. padding instead right. of the red padding. correct because he he came with the uh he came with uh how how and he how. he also Originally. was re-released with how with the swivel arm right yes yeah um flag did not come with a figure and that was the one thing gi joe i always liked the one thing i liked about them better than star wars was that most of the vehicles you got a figure with it for star wars yeah it was always action figures sold separately right yep. but you got a figure with your with most of De- the the vehicles depending on what it was and i think they kind of set up the the whole idea of an alpha beta and was it alpha, alpha, beta, and theta type vehicle classes? So you had some that wouldn't come with it because they were small. You had some that were just set pieces that didn't come with figures. Then you had vehicles that were small that came with figures. Then you had large vehicles that came with figures. Correct. And so it they, wasn't a trick either because you knew that, for example, clutch. The only way you're going to get clutch is if you got the vamp. Exactly. They were never going to yeah. trick you and release exactly. them later. Well, and the weird thing is the flak didn't come with a figure, but there's a there's a seat for a figure on it. Yeah. Right. Which is maybe one reason I never had it. Because I was like, well, why would I buy this? I'm going to have to buy a figure to go with it. The HAL is clearly a better value. But if you but if you had a figure <laughs> to go in it to begin with, right, you could them in there. Cause, but look, even, the mo- even the MMS, which is the mobile missile system, came with, with Hawk. That's how we got the first Hawk. Right. Well, this one, uh, the Flak, if you had rock and roll, put them in there. That's who's on the, the picture. Right. Yeah. And the RAM cycle didn't come with a figure. But again, it's it's it's... Like you right. said, kind of the SATA, right? SATA level, right? Where you wouldn't, but but yeah, Vamp came with the clutch came with, Vamp came with clutch, Mobat came with Steeler, and again, that was the only way you were going to get Steeler. And so yeah, that was it was very cool because you didn't get you didn't get repackaged figures with, with the, uh, with the vehicles. Right. Now, I mentioned the MMS. It's the the missiles. Would I, I didn't have this one. Would the missiles actually shoot? Uh, I know they would come off. They, they wouldn't no, actually. They, they weren't like. Off. No, they just came off. No. Yeah. I don't think that. I think this is around the time when they didn't do that kind of thing. Right, because kids couldn't be trusted to not be stupid. Well, and, like also, guy, and also much. the way that they Hits packaged the rocket these fire in. And Boba Fett. Right. That's well, right. And also the way these were packaged in, you kind of broke them off of sprues and put them together. So it's right. You know, they probably didn't have the the backing to have those right. spring loaded weapons. Right. And then, yeah, so the Ram Cycle didn't come with a figure. But the thing I liked about the Ram Cycle uh, was that the uh, it didn't have a sidecar, but it had like a side cannon that went with it. Yeah. Yes. But it made it stand up on its own. Right. right. Yeah. And th- I think Which that's a 20 really, millimeter Vulcan cannon, to be exact. Probably so, you <laughs> dork. <laughs> <laughs> but then you also had the two saddlebags that opened, and you could put a gun in one of them. But those would fall off, though. Yeah. Even, even on the re-releases, they... 
still fell off. They never fix that. Yeah, nobody I knew that had this actually still had those saddlebags on there. I, I don't think the one I sent you still had them, did it? And it doesn't, and I didn't realize that it was missing them until just if now. I, you know what? I just found a bunch, <laughs> I just found a bunch of weapons uh, a few days ago, and I sent you some more pictures. So if I find them, I'll send them to you. Okay, cool. Yeah. The and cool then, thing about the vehicles that I always liked was it came with the blueprints. Yes. 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 Those were, that's a good good point. I love that. It just, it just added to the verisimilitude of the whole thing. You would save those right next to your file cards because you yeah. had the blueprints to look at the the piece as it was built. I always thought that was super cool. Because you got the you had instructions and blueprints separately. Exactly. I think that's another reason again why this line was just to me is just my favorite toy line period because you really felt like this stuff. It's almost like the Batman thing. You really feel like this could actually happen. These things could yeah, actually. They, exist. they set it in the real world and gave you reasons why yeah. this is going to work. Yes, and that was great. And the vamp, yeah. see, I always got the vamp confused with the striker because they both had that gun, but the striker was basically just a dune buggy with a gun, right. whereas this was a Jeep Correct. that had a gun on it. Right. It's, and I, it's been, go ahead. You know, I was going to say, I, there were two versions of the vamp. There was the vamp, and then there was like the desert vamp. I think it was maybe a different name, but it was the same vehicle there with was, just the uh, it, they, camo. They, they renamed it, but there was camo. the vamp, and then there was one that had the same missile system as the Snowcat. The Cobra, that was the Cobra Jeep. Yeah, that was right. the Cobra Jeep. That yeah. was a reuse of the vamp for the too. Cobra Jeep. Yeah. They, the, they added doors to it and then added the missile rack on the back, right? Yes. Okay. And they and it, the doors kind of open like a DeLorean. Right. Which which Jeff has on Assembly of Geeks, by the way. Yes, I have a flying DeLorean. There you go. See, <laughs> I, 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 I plug for you, too. Can somebody explain to me something? So we have all of these so far that their names are acronyms for something. So with the VAMP, VAMP apparently stands for Multi-Purpose Attack Vehicle. And all those letters are in the word VAMP, but they're in the wrong order. <laughs> so shouldn't it be MPAV? Well, it would be Vehicle Attack Multi-Purpose. Uh, multi-purpose. multi-purpose. So it would be Vehicle colon sense. Attack comma Multi-Purpose. Right. I can see what they're it's doing. It's a reach. Hey, it's they're, a reach. Yeah, they're trying. It's a reach. This is like the people who uh, use K for C words that start with C, like mask, mobile armor strike, command with a K. It's a cop out. I will not approve. <laughs> I approve. I, there I have spoken. Uh, uh, at least gave it a name. <laughs> this is true. Uh, it could have been the MPAV. I would yeah, prefer exactly. that. I would have preferred that. And last but not least, <laughs> definitely not least, uh, the MOBAT, Motorized Battle Tank. This thing is awesome because this one was motorized. Right. You could get four D batteries, which were roughly the size of your child at the time. Yeah. <laughs> and they would last about an hour and a half, and it would run across the floor, get caught in the shag carpet that everybody had at the time. But man, was this thing cool. And still is. And of course, the one I got from Dan is in pristine condition. Taylor, <laughs> Taylor was marveling at, at, at the shape it was in. Well, that's good. I appreciate that. We were we were trying to figure out how to get the battery compartment open because it no, was we got it. oh that was well no yeah. because it was so like it almost like it had never been changed. Did you ever put batteries in it? Dick? I did. I did when I when I moved. I I grew up in Louisiana. When we moved from Louisiana, I took the batteries out because I didn't want it to the battery acid thing to happen. I just never put new batteries in, and that was a long nice. time ago. Dan, do you wow. have an older brother? I am the older brother. No, see that was the stuff that my <laughs> older brother would have said to me. So I'm I'm impressed that you. We're forward-thinking enough. Oh yeah, to uh, to do that. Ken, did you have the Mobat? I did. Uh, I still have mine. Of course you do, Taylor. You I don't know if it to... still works, but I, I did. I don't know. I'm missing one piece on it, but which piece are you missing? 
the little gun in the top. Oh, okay. Yeah, why did it, that seems like overkill to me. But I guess that could swivel one direction and the uh, the big gun could swivel the other. Correct. Yeah. So if you got someone climbing up on your tank, you can get up there in the turret, swivel that gun around and gun them down. Wouldn't it be easier yeah. to just grab a gun and turn around and do it? Though? You could do that too, but what if yeah. you can't get to the one on your side at the time? You already have one there. Well, in that's front why of Steeler you. has one in his. Uh, he has a chest. Right. Chest now, holster. Going yeah. back to the. You acronyms, how Taylor just ignored that. <laughs> going back to the acronyms of this, I'm surprised this one doesn't bother you because it's motorized battle tank, which. But at least those are all in the, the right truth order. of an acronym. It would just be a mat. This is true, but mat is not nearly as uh, impressive mm-hmm. as mobat. No, but a mat could be playful. You play sometimes on a mat. But you don't want a tank to, to be playful. You want well, a tank to instill fear. <laughs> And intimidation. I've met some uh, mats that instill fear in, in some of my times. <laughs> I, I have too. One has a giant beard. We've had one on this show. <laughs> that would be Matt from Star Wars yes. in character. He'll yeah. appreciate that we called him intimidating. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the Mobat was because the tank, it even had like rubber tank treads on it. Yeah. And this, yep. ah, I love this toy line. Um, before we move on, let's talk a little bit about the, the card art and the box art. Um, much like Star Wars, each each one had a unique image on it, but the background was always the same. There was this explosion, right? Which later got yeah. changed to sort of a pixelated explosion, I guess, when the PC police. I I guess it went involved. from explosion almost to like a almost like a digital camo kind right. of look. Yeah, and, and I think that was when it seemed to be more when the technology that the figures were carrying started to change. When they became a little more digital. When they, when they became analog. a little bit more uh, sci-fi oriented, it seems like the, the background and the card art started to kind of go that direction as well. But even, even the vehicles, they all had that same, that same background. What do you guys think about this? I love the, uh, the card art and the background art. It's probably star Wars mask and GI Joe are probably my three favorites for, for, uh, Overall, which for for like backing art. Well, I've always been a big fan of the Jejo uh, card art and even like the vehicle art, especially. And that's why didn't we mention this on our package art show? I I you know yeah, when these I was are a classic. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of embarrassed now that this wasn't even in the discussion. Well, and no, I thought I I had mentioned it. You know, I've always liked the the art, and I've always felt oh, that you it know was what? a I very sellable thing. I did too. Never I think, mind. I think I for me, our show. the reason why it didn't stand out as much is that. It was always usually the same kind of background, same color scheme. Yeah, right. it's whereas, it's always yeah kind the same of color scheme. Whereas when you were dealing with other toy lines that had, you know, full production sheets for the like entire, Star Wars, yeah, like Star Wars or Black Star, or you know, one I didn't mention, but Legions of Power, like it had a complete like painting for its background right. with just an icon on. Where this is, you know, it, it's a, probably a complete production piece, but they're they're all so similar that you know that this is G.I. Joe. The vehicle is the only thing that really changes. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's good branding, though, because, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's unmistakably G.I. Joe. Right. And when you got to that part of the toy shelf, you knew where you were. Oh, yeah. And oh, can I just definitely. say, we're getting most of our information from Yojo.com. If anybody is a fan of G.I. Joe and has Great not been to website. Yojo.com, I highly suggest. It's, it's like He-Man.org for He-Man fans. It really yeah. is. And I like the fact that you can... It's got like a checklist almost. You can pick, oh, I have this or I want this and go back and figure out if it's something that's worth looking for later. Right. Yeah. There's, yeah. yeah you can, you can uh, set up an account and do a checklist. Yeah. Great. And I, 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 it is important to mention since I'm an English teacher that some of these vehicles are not, ac- they're mnemonics, they're not acronyms because they don't all spell words. 
I had to say that. Very nice. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if my students hear this, they might yell at me because I always try to point out the difference in class. This is true. This is true. Yeah. Thank you for. Uh, thank See, you for. Uh, we we learn and we have fun at the same time on hey. talking toys. Toys are educational. That's right. G.I. <laughs> Joe are educational toys. Hey, exactly. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Was there anything worse than finding a toy store finally in a new town and then you go in and it's an educational toy store? No yes. kidding, right? You see the word toys and you walk in and it's like... Uh, and it's like, oh, there's Imaginarium a... or something. There's like, yeah, it's like the, the thing where you can like... The, the maze with the little marble. Right. Yeah, or like, like a soldier and, and then ukuleles and sandcastles. Well, but, but you walk in and then you know... And knowing is half the battle. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I can't I believe it took us this long to come up with that. That's yeah. great. Impressive. So, does anybody else have any? Do we have any any other thoughts about the tech of these toys before we move on to the top five? No, I mean, what I was going to say about the vehicles is, I mean, they're they're absolutely beautiful. You talk about, like, I know some the, of the, the wheels were all solid. Yeah. The yes. again, you put these vehicles together. You you basically, I think, except for the Mobat, you got. A plastic sheet on like a tree correct you broke it off and it has like a model on how to kit, put these together yeah. yeah and you put these things together but the one thing i like about them versus models is they were still very sturdy plastic and they fit together so well and i liked the way that they did that because that gave you a very accurate way to put stickers on before you put the vehicle together if mm-hmm. You knew how to read ahead and know exactly where some of those because sometimes you put those vehicles together. It's hard getting the like little console sticker on. Most and of the can time, you find those those sticker sheets places online still. Like, does JoJo have them? They do. Oh, I'm looking at cool. it right here. You can, so you can cool. print that out on a sticker on a piece of sticker paper. That is awesome. Place. These are harder because they're they were clear vinyls, what they were originally oh, put on. And, yeah, good and JoJo does have their stamping on it, so yes. it's it's tough um, to get watermark. past that. Right, but it's, you, it's it's worth the buy them to get them on there, especially when you can put them on there. They're easy, yeah. yeah. And you could actually build, like you guys were saying, you could actually put these vehicles together without being a future engineer, and and you actually can feel positive. But right. sometimes put, I don't know about you, but some of the newer things now you try to put together, you, you feel like uh, you don't know what you're doing. Putting the GI Joe vehicles together was easier than transforming a transformer for me, <laughs> especially Jazz. He <laughs> yeah. was the worst. My yeah. brother. Well, and Hound, which I almost broke in DFW Vintage Toys a couple of months ago. I was oh, walking yeah. around with it. I brought it over to Taylor. I was like, can you turn him back into a Jeep? Because I can't. I just looked at it. I was like, oh. He did like the whole Rubik's Cube thing. Here you go. Um, the- my brother, I will I will admit that my most of the vehicles that I got, I got for Christmas. And uh-huh. my brother put them all together while I was asleep. Ah. Uh. So, so they were. I didn't have a together. whole lot of inform- a whole lot of experience with it, but I did have that, a little bit. That was one of the things I absolutely loved, and I enjoyed putting them together. And I also enjoyed taking them apart. So if like Cobra came up and bombed like the All Striker, I knew exactly how it went together, so I could take it back apart. See, I was so it could like to do that. explode. Well, it was I had tweezers in my toy kit, so I knew how to pull the pegs. So we have Dan, who was meticulously <laughs> careful with his toys. Taylor, who was not careful with his toys at all, but knew meticulously enough to take his tweezers take and them apart. Take them right. apart and... <laughs> But you, our guys, hearts are you, still guys right have, you guys should have lived down the road from one another. <laughs> Taylor would have driven Dan nuts with the way he treated his toys. We would have balanced each other out. Yeah. yeah. We'll go with that. <laughs> uh, so, uh, we, won't, you, we won't turn to the dark side. Ken or Dan, do you have any parting thoughts about the uh, the construction of these? No, like I said, I just love that they were... Um, they, you felt I felt a good sense of accomplishment putting them together because they were they looked fantastic when they were put together. I loved putting on the stickers and 
the just the sturdy construction of them. I still have some up in some tubs and and they still hold together beautifully. I mean, I wouldn't let somebody throw them in against the wall or anything, but they're they're still great. My vamp, the gun, when you move the lever on to push the gun back and forth, still works like it's brand new. And I don't think you can say that about a lot of toys at this time period. No, no like that's I, said, what I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah like they, I said, oh, go ahead, Ken. I was gonna say that's what I was gonna say. They they were when you put them together, you had like they were, had they felt solid. Like it was something. Unless you're taking. Yeah, well, even with the tailor, he just knew how to put them back together real easily. But now you had something solid, and like you're saying, they still today, you know, my Mobad, since it's missing pieces, stuff like that, I let my son play with it. I mean, it's still something yeah. he could play with it today. I'm not worried about it being broken right. because it, it was staying my childhood. Why he's not going to be half as bad as I was on it. But like I said, it just, it, the toys out there today, you felt like you got something to, you know, sturdy and something worth keeping too well it's funny because as flimsy as the figures are now after 30 some odd years 20 years 30 years the uh the vehicles have held up remarkably well because oh, i've yeah. still got i've yeah. still got a few of mine as a kid and they still look fairly freaking new i mm-hmm. i only had like i think one or two vehicles where a peg or something broke off of it right that held like a missile and you know some those those happen i mean it's tough to kind of get past some of those pegs but for the most part, like even with my rough play doing military explosions and such, these things held up. <laughs> it's it's very common to be able to find the uh, the vehicles in, in really good shape. Yeah, so and definitely. even like I have parts that are from the first wave here, and they're in great shape, and they've been shoved in a jar with other parts. And well, and the thing fine. you know, we talked a little bit about how the figures are falling apart because of the. Uh, the donut the, shaped yeah, the ring. The donut shaped sil- or <laughs> silicon like rubber ring. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, oh, I see what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> but the individual appendages are still holding up, right? The Cannon, knees Taylor, can be the knees. The, the joints of the knees got loose. Well, That's true. Yeah. I think there was a stem in there that if you weren't careful like if it if it stuck at all it would break yeah. it would still rotate in the joint but the the actual stem would break into the the leg portion like the bottom leg portion and it wouldn't hold up as well so the toys were all stems and you don't want all stems in your toys <laughs> no but yeah the things that i found with the older ones uh <laughs> where the thumbs broke off real easily yeah those are usually the first things that broke. oh yeah uh, yeah and then the uh hip portion um the little tiny piece that went underneath between the legs would crack the 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 the, the, the crotch part those would break i'm trying so Um, hard not to call it a taint well because like you 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 could break the thumb you could break the crotch you could break the knee and you could break the o-ring yep those are the main things that are hard that you that you're going to replace on them over time is like i said the thumbs or finding new arms to get the thumbs but most of the the other ones, the head stayed on, the shoulders worked perfectly, the the thighs and the hips would work. Those that metal bar in there for the hips would work perfectly also. When Taylor just did his his mini uh, his very small diatribe about the crotch and the everything else, it, it, that would have been a great family feud question. And the top five things you never thought you'd hear on a GI Joe podcast. <laughs> exactly, crotchal area. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it it was one of those. Uh, Jeff had given me an old Serpentor, and. Because Serpentor sucks. Well, getting the Serpentor out, I was <laughs> there's, there's a preview the, of that show. And the yeah, first thing I'll that happened was 
Well, the first thing that happened was that little crotch piece broke off because yeah. of the, the I handed way it the to Taylor, was. and the first thing that happened when I handed it to him <laughs> is the thing just fell apart. He has like magical powers. Serpent <laughs> or just knew. Let's go ahead and get this out of the way now. <laughs> so your Ken, he said we're gonna have to argue about that. So you have an ally. Oh, in, yeah, your, in your fight for Serpentor superiority. <laughs> you guys like Serpentor? I didn't like yeah. the character. Oh, yeah! Was... We're going to have a showdown on that show! <laughs> but I like the car- the the figure was awesome. The Dan figure, well, I will, I'll give Taylor you that. And Ken. When, when they started getting into like the, the Venom aspect of the story, was... uh, the DNA of yeah, all that the was... different... I like yeah. that. They jumped the shark oh. at that point. See, that okay, was... you got three jumped the sharks against no, you on that one, Taylor. They jumped the shark when they launched a disco... Uh, bar up into space. Yes. Yes. We didn't talk about <laughs> Which the cartoon. Was years before. There were 65 episodes the of the cartoon. I'm watching one. It's all, they're all on Netflix, and I was up at like oh, four. In, yeah, I was yeah. up at like yeah. two in the morning one night. I couldn't oh. go to sleep. I was like, I'm gonna watch some GI Joe, and I was going through the the episode synopses, <laughs> and there's one where Cobra launches a freaking nightclub into space. And I was wasn't like, I've got to watch. This. Wasn't there one in a truck too, or was that one of the comics? I, can't uh, I think that was the comic. Yeah, I think okay. so. Yeah. Well, I love those cartoons. We could, we should just have a spinoff where we just talk about uh, the cultural impact of GI Joe because that would be fun. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, it, and in my defense with Sepintor, before Caught, we oh, go back, cup of Joe with Joe, maybe. Yeah. Because coffee with Cobra. <laughs> there you nice. go. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna franchise coffee with like we franchise Marvin Dog. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and talking toys. Starbucks. I hope you're listening. <laughs> anyway, Taylor, you were you were saying you uh, were defending. I, I also hey, real quick, I also do like Cup of Joe, like a real American podcast. Don't you can't say that here. Somebody will steal it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, the uh, the thing with Serpentor and and even like the um oh goodness uh, was it Globus and Globulus Globulus and those characters Nemesis Enforcer is that you were dealing with genetics, which was starting to become very popular in the the science science scene itself. So the only thing that made, made sense. the only thing that made that whole storyline worth anything was the fact that Burgess Meredith was voicing Globulus. I happen to like those toys. I know you do. <laughs> like I said, we're going to have a good discussion when it comes time <laughs> for that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Taylor, 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 ever the apologist. <laughs> so it's that time folks. Oh yeah. I've been looking forward to talk this. about our top yeah. five toys from wave one did you all agonize over this i I did a lot of shuffling i was thinking the part of the reason that i that i that i wanted to do this one wave at a time is i thought well that'll be easier to narrow down your top five yes and i had so much trouble with this i I have a tie i always have a tie i I have a tie i think we should say pick one from each of our top fives when we're done and then make one top of all the waves Oh yeah, at the end of this, at the end of the, at the at end, the of, the end run, of when we, oh, yeah, thing. yeah, I'd already, yeah, we're, we'll do there, that. We'll there was, if we had done the entire run, there would have been no, no way I would have had. I would have had five ties. A single top five. Oh yeah, I, I couldn't do five top five that way. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. So you're welcome, guys. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so uh, since we do have sort of a roundtable discussion, we'll start. Uh, we'll start uh, geographically by distance. Dan can go first, then right. Ken, then me, and then Taylor, since we're in Taylor's house. Right. <laughs> He's geographically closest to home. So we'll start with five and we we'll just go back. Yeah, we, yeah, we'll each we'll each do we'll each tell our, our, our number five and all the way down to number one. Uh, okay, we'll each, I, we'll I, each I, do a number five and then you do your number five. Ken does his number five. You guys know how it works. Sure. You've heard the yeah, show. So forth and so Absolutely. Yes. That's right. It's a King and I Rogers and Hammerstein joke for you folks. A little bit of culture <laughs> for you. 
The uh, I'm gonna. Side note: My mom saw Yul Brynner perform that role live. Wow. Carry on. That's pretty cool. That's pretty, not an acronym. Um, my uh, number five is probably a bit of a surprise. My number five is Snake Eyes. Why is that a surprise? And I think, well, I don't know. I mean, he's probably <laughs> number one for a lot of people. But I, I mean, I true. love Snake Eyes. I mean, he's probably my favorite character in in the uh, mythology of GI Joe. Oh, perhaps. But I think I like the the newer version of Snake Eyes better. This one was cool. But when you first learn about him, and there wasn't a lot of backstory besides the card, you knew he was a mystery. Um, and he was cool. He was a ninja, but I don't know. I just didn't relate to him as well. Maybe it's because his mask was covered, and I was still um, reeling from the fact that Darth Vader was who he was, and we saw him with his mask off. So I don't know what the deal was, but I I love Snake Eyes, but he's definitely just number five. And and you didn't really get the sense that Snake Eyes was really a ninja until he got his sword. Yeah, like the, the ninja weapons because right. before he it really just talked like about saboteur. And and and, and it, when you you know when you're 11 or or 12 and you first get him and you say what's this? Does he come with a purse? Right. <laughs> and and so the missile uh, or the uh, the C4 Detonation. charges. Yeah. 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 The the thing about his file card though is the original one talked about him being I think a, a weapon specialist and a hand to hand combat specialist. Correct. And it, you know it talked about kung fu and and everything else that that he had learned, but it didn't really talk about him really being into Najinsu and, and being a swords master. You didn't get that until later. So right. and popularity was, is there, but not, he was, not uh, I, you know, the man is a total mystery, but he's real good at his job. Heck, he's the best. Right. That's what they say on the bottom of the card. And he, he, I loved him, but I just, I don't even know why I'm trying to explain it. You know, <laughs> he's only number five. Yeah. <laughs> still good. Ken, what about you? What's your number five? Right. My number five is Grunt, just because that was my very first Joe. You never forget. I ever had. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, I can remember the day I picked him up, but I just thought it was cool because he had the M16, the back backpack, and the helmet, and you know, just like I said, it was the the Grunt of the group. So I, that, that's why I like. It's kind of like the the face of the collection for all, wasn't he? Whenever they would have like a GI Joe image he would be the figure they would show that correct kind of pose with his yeah. arm akimbo and he, yeah. Yeah, he was he was like the, the classic soldier and so you got grunt was a good name exactly. for him yeah and he's gonna be i know with the first the gentle giants that they're getting ready to come out that's gonna be the first one too oh they're doing yeah that. we haven't mentioned that yet but yes gentle giant is gonna start a oh, line of no. jumbo jumbo the jumbo GI size yep. they're gonna try to do them on card i think after the first one a grunt's gonna come in a footlocker like oh. the original GI Joes did the oh, nice. action figure. So yeah. Wow. So, but that's yeah. Grunt, like I said, just the fact that he had a helmet that could go on and off a backpack and he had the, the, the typical grunt weapon, the M16. That's why I liked him the most for myself as one of my first ones too. Very cool. Very cool. And that and general this... giant news might be the, the best and worst thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. be another job. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. And this was the only way that you could get the uh, Charles Kuralt action figure that was an actual infantry trooper. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Well, and Charles Kralt had brown hair like this guy. He was the one who looked the most like Charles Kralt. Did you look up Charles Kralt? I did. Doesn't it look like Charles Kralt? Like him. He, he looks like him, but like 20, 20 pounds uh, lighter. Right, right, right. He's a young, a young svelte Charles now, Kralt. He doesn't look like the young Charles Kralt. He looks like the older Charles Kralt, but just thinner. Okay. It's like if W.C. Fields and Charles Kralt had a baby. Yes. Yes. Exa- yeah. Actually, I'm going to search that one now. Yeah. You don't know what WC Fields <laughs> no, is? No. You better no, turn, I wanted to see, turn I wanted... the safe search off. <laughs> I was going to say, I know who the WC Fields is. <laughs> well, my number five is uh, is a tie. It's my only tie on the list, so it's my only cheat. Uh, my tie is 
I'm tied between the Mobat and Snake Eyes. And for for then they're, they're both so number five. Company, yes, and it's kind of the same reason. I Snake Eyes is only number five because the paint job was just so basic. I love yes. this figure, but it's just one one basic that flat black with no gradation or anything to it. That's the reason it's only number five. And it's a, the the Mobat. It would be higher, but you have to put freaking D batteries in it. I was amazed I could even buy D batteries still when I went to find some to put in the one that I got from Dan. Those things are huge and they were expensive, so it just kind of makes it tough to. I had I was very economical with my use of the motorized action on it because I knew the batteries were expensive, and I was a good kid, conscientious that way. So I love this toy, but the yeah again the fact that you had to have the the freaking basically one step below a car battery to to yeah. run it well <laughs> made they, it a little a little a uh, little less attractive well how they, much do you incorporate the figure into that too how much do you incorporate steeler into your choice oh well steeler th- that's steeler is the reason it's almost went up a notch or two because i love that figure i love that he's got the gun on his his holster and the binoculars on the yeah. helmet and everything yeah so yeah, yeah that was steeler was a very cool figure and and the fact that they had to use D batteries, going back to that, they needed to weigh that down. Oh, you think so? Yeah. You just made that up. No, seriously. If, Taylor, if you can't look it at sounded me. It sounded good. If yeah. you're climbing over rocks and, and debris Taylor, outside, you need to weigh. that little you've got right now while you're saying that <laughs> lets me know that you don't believe it. It actually worked really well when you when you turn it on and turn it loose. It, it went over quite a bit of stuff. No, it would. Yeah. yeah, it totally would. You can only get away with that with the weight of the D batteries. That was when stompers were really popular, too. So it was like having a giant stomper, 4x4. Oh, four. God. Yeah, I remember those. I don't. Taylor, what you remember? remember moon from? shoes? Oh, good grief. No. <laughs> they sound <right>. cool. <laughs> well, I thought you were going next, so I was going last. That was I just did my number five. Oh, that's right, that's right. Taylor hasn't even had any beer tonight, folks. <laughs> I have. Oh, okay. He had it before I got here. He got liquored up before I got here, apparently. <laughs> okay. <laughs> my, my number five, and you guys, please don't laugh at me. Too late. Please. Okay. What's your number five? My number five is the Missile Command headquarters. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I really didn't think I would. Did you really <laughs> just pick that because it's Cobra? No, 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 no. I didn't. I didn't. Hear, oh God! Hear me I out, cannot hear me wait out. to hear this pile. Hear me and out. I promise I wouldn't. <laughs> this, defend the steaming hear pile. Me out. Okay. <laughs> so yes, it is a cardboard playset. Yes, it does have an action feature of raising a cardboard flat cardboard voice. Cobra missile. That the missile itself has got missing panels on it. Um, but it also came with a file card holder. It had really cool box art because it was the only one that had a photo on its box art of the product, and it came with all three Cobras in the first run. Well, you know what? I didn't yeah, know that you until could... I clicked on the picture. That is kind of neat. But you could buy them yeah. separately. I, I just like I the didn't fact know it came that with all of them was that it came before with all Cobra of Commander oh. was uh was that I think, after he was a mailer? I think yeah, this it was around the been... same time. Probably around the same time, or this was probably a, an exclusive. I think this might have been a it was Sears a Sears exclusive. exclusive. Yes. Yeah, which usually is what you got. But you know, it it's basically a facade. So kind of like what you had with Kenner, what they did with like the Land of the Jawas the stuff that they were doing in 1978. Yeah, Hasbro right. was doing it in the 1982. Cantina, yeah, right. That makes sense. Well, here's the technology thing. had not improved one bit between 1978 the, and 1982. Here's the thing. To this day. I, I really like this. I would have this as a display piece. I think it's really cool. Because this is not something that you got ever again. 
you really because did not sucked. get you did not get cardboard backgrounds because they suck. But it did come with the three figures. That's pretty good. I, and, that, but you could get is, the figure separately. And here's the thing: I really like the the imagery that they use because it reminds me of the old like watercolor style, like Western style illustration that you would get kind of from the comics. Mm-hmm. But you would get it in this kind of facade of a playset, and it you know they took the time out to build a balcony so the the trooper could work on the front of the missile, even though all the the openings are on the bottom. Because that's what I like to do with my action figures is maintenance. Hey, you talk about taking your action figures to the store and to the laundry. I know. <laughs> and why you but have a hard time. never doing maintenance. <laughs> Isn't that maintenance? You're maintaining your clothes You're if you maintain- go to the laundromat? Yes, clothes are important. Don't you I'm maintain your kitchen if you go to the grocery store? Because you're, su- you're restocking I was a supply. fat kid. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> I will defend this. And besides... Uh, where was I at? One thing you didn't mention, it came with a file card holder as well. Yes, it came with the file card He's, holder. He said that. He said yeah. yeah. I just yeah. stopped listening. Yeah. Oh, thanks you a lot. <laughs> you lost all credibility when you chose now to stop listening. I, I apologize. But I really like this. I mean, honestly, like if I had this like with the box, I would probably display this out. This is a really cool... And it's, it, the box me, probably held up better than the toy, I would imagine. Well, I'm going to say for this one, to me, this would probably be a very rare piece. Just because... Yeah, because the cardboard would have disintegrated yeah, you, you by now. It either disintegrated or got thrown away. Um, what else about this thing that I can say that's There's really nice? nothing else that needs to be said. You know, when I was growing up, there was a, a book <laughs> that I bought something. that had the punch-out things that you could make the 3D models out of. This a is what this book? reminds me of. No, 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 no. It was like a big Voltron character. that It was like Voltron, I think, 3, the one that made a Cars. Except it was a, a book that you would punch the pieces out, and then you would fold and put this thing together. So paper dolls. Yeah, this is basically what that is. Except they're not it dolls, was they're action figures. <laughs> yeah, or in this uh, case, knows. cardboard, ca- cardboard action sets. Damn, what's your number four? This is, this is all, all, all the all the time we're gonna give this this choice. Okay, my number four is Scarlet, and uh, and I for some reason. I remember when, as a kid, whenever when I would buy a Princess Leia figure, I would feel kind of weird about it for whatever reason, because I was a dude, I guess. Uh, but Scarlet, I never felt that way. She, um, the crossbow was really cool. She had those ninja stars on her glove, and she just had a unique color design. I thought the figure made her look feminine and powerful, and I just, I always thought she was really, really cool. And and I loved again these these descriptions of all the martial arts training she had and all the weapons expertise that she had. And I was just was drawn to her. She was the only one that the, the image on the, on the uh, card art l- did not look as much like the figure because she had, you know, limitations to the sculpting at the time. She had sort of the, the male ish haircut. Yes. The yeah, figure itself fair. was, it was, she was a handsome woman. Let's be honest. And you know what, when I, when I, <laughs> when I was looking at this figure again, uh, I, I pictured you saying that she had birthing hips, like one of the TIE fighter pilots. Yes. Mm-hmm. You were thinking that. I knew you were. Actually, not until now. But, but uh, <laughs> yeah, no, this is a cool figure. I mean, she's a redhead. You guys know I have a thing for redheads. So, or if you didn't, do you now. Do now. Yeah. Um, Taylor knows. So, um, yeah. And, and, again, like you said, she came with a crossbow. So, yeah, that's a cool figure. And she had, I believe, a completely unique sculpt. Well, she had to by design. Uh, from any of the other figures in this first wave, right? So, yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a cool, that's a good choice. I, I can I can support that more than I can the 
cardboard command center. <laughs> the triple C. The quadruple C. Uh, Cobra's cardboard command center. Good good call. Thank you. Can. So my number four is Short Fuse. Hmm. I liked him because he had the mortar. Yeah. Uh, That's cool. I forgot about that. Yes. Because I, I remember seeing like some of the war movies where the mortar and they would shoot it. I thought that was cool. Plus, you know, he his backpack had the mortar rounds built into it where you could see it. Like I said, I just thought he was cool because he had the kind of mortar he'd run around with that. It didn't actually have a gun gun. And he had a, you know, the mortar. I, he was the know, mortar soldier. At first, I thought it was a metal detector when I was a kid. I could see that. Because I, yeah. I didn't know what a mortar was. I could see that. And he's got the fingernail helmet. Yep, he yep. had the little visor so, too. So it's kind yeah, of that was pretty cool. Yep, he came with a lot of accessories. Yeah, that's why I liked him because he had the you know didn't have a gun, but he had something that could do a little bit even, better, even more damage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he's from Chicago. He can't beat yeah. that. Yeah, yeah he's from there Chicago, and apparently, I was looking at it. There's like three different versions of him that they had on the file cards with different names. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah they that, had that Yo Joe thing you sent is just oh yeah. Yeah, they have a uh, Eric Freestad and a Mark, Mark Brinston. Uh, Brinston. Yeah. Apparently, there was like I guess different cards that were out there for him. So and then it went to Mark, Mark Freestad. Fre- yeah, they just yeah. all the names, huh. which is cool. So I don't know where the difference between the the like the figures when they was by the timing of it or just they just changed the names as they went along. Maybe he decided he wanted to go by his middle name and then he flipped it around. Probably. So, but that, that that was my number four. I just liked, like I said, I liked him because it was something different than having a machine gun. He had a. That's very border. true. That's very yeah. true. I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, that was very cool. Good, good call, Ken. I can get behind that. My number four is the the Ram cycle because I like that it's called a Ram cycle because there's for for starters, I thought that that meant that the uh, gun on it was a battering ram, but it stands for rapid fire motorcycle, which you know again goes back to what. Uh, what Dan was saying, it makes it a, a mnemonic instead yes. of a, an acronym. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but again, I love the fact that because of the sidecar, when you can get the sidecar to stay on, because it, it's a little tricky to stay on there. It'll come if if it's on there and it's on the ground, it's okay. But if you go to pick it up, it'll pop off. But while it's on the ground, it will it will stand upright. Right. And because of the way the figures were constructed, they would fit on there very easily. So I just think it's a it's a very simplistic design, but it's very cool, very functional. And, uh, you know, one thing we didn't talk about with this first part of the line, everything was in sort of green tones. They were very, very militaristic, very army, army green was used a lot. They started to get away from that with just the next wave. We started to get a little more, a little more color in the line, but this was the one that felt the most militaristic. And I just think this motorcycle seems the most lifelike to me. This motorcycle reminds me something out of Megaforce. Yeah, that's another reason I love it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's if, to say, I was going to say the same thing. It reminds me of Megaforce. If if only this was released in, like, silver. Well, there was a silver bike later on. Right. There was, yeah. It came with the the headquarters, I think. And I yeah. did use that as a Megaforce bike. <laughs> believe I it did see that. The one that you bought for me, you got, that's what you did with it? No, the silver bike the, oh, later okay. on. I used that with my rock and roll figure because he looks a little like Barry Bostwick in that movie. I made that my Megaforce toy. <laughs> you, you want me to paint a headband on for him? You were going to do that. We were going to do that with uh, with uh, Outback. You were going to oh, do that. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're going to make, yeah. uh, make me an Ace Hunter figure out of an Outback figure. Very nice. So, yeah. Get another it's nice Ram to have talented friends. silver. 
Yes. Yes. <laughs> you yes. Get, get another Ramsack. I'll paint it silver. You guys are hearing. You guys have no <laughs> I, idea how I've excited got, like, I just a, got. A stock of of customs I need to do for you here. Yeah. Well, you got to get my Max Cherry figure done <laughs> yes. first. Um. So Taylor, what what is your number four? My number four is Snake Eyes. And kind of going back to to what you had said earlier. How original. He's, yeah, he's you know <laughs> he's cool, but at this point he's not that cool. Not so. as cool as he would right. become. And there's a part where you kind of felt like when you saw him, you thought, oh, this is the person we're supposed to think is cool. And there's a part of you thinks, yeah, I'm going to make my own choice on that. Right. Dan is such a such an individualist. <laughs> cool thing though, he did come with the newsie. Yeah. He did. Yeah, very cool. So and we I don't think, know how Taylor feels about it. I think he's the only one that has a submachine gun, but it wasn't it wasn't in a shield. That was no, the only so problem. No, it wasn't as cool. Taylor loves his Uzi <laughs> shield. <laughs> Nothing says awesome <laughs> like an Uzi shield. Got the shirts put up on Cafe Press, and you still haven't bought one. I haven't had the money. Well, let me rephrase that. Yeah. You haven't uh, haven't <laughs> prioritized it. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh boy. They're not Dan. easy decisions. Yeah. No, they're not. They're not. Dan, we're up to your number three. We're ha- number three. Ironically, my number three is the Ram. And, uh, nice. you know, the reason I say it's ironic is because I, I recently parted with it, of course. Um, but I just thought it was, and it was the very first vehicle that I owned. And anyone could fit into it easily because of the way that the Joe figures are posable. Right. And it's uh, it's a sleek, arched down motorcycle with a freaking machine gun on the side of it. I mean, what is cooler than that? That's that's really it. I mean, I just love it. So, since cool. that was your first vehicle, you would probably be a little upset if you found out that I Oh. that I let Taylor play with it and he broke it. <laughs> he did not. Yeah. How it was but the side already kind of fell out. How did it break? The the front wheel came off. Oh, it did? did? You, yeah. Did you did you fix it? Well, I tried to glue it back together and now it doesn't roll. Oh man, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I was about to say Taylor. Taylor believed that. I was like, Taylor, you were there. You didn't. Have well, you it said all. Taylor broke it, and then Taylor didn't know that it was broken. So I thought yeah. there's a flaw here. <laughs> I'm not say, sure. Wait. I call Taylor. Taylor. Taylor off. is not a good improv partner, folks. <laughs> I was about to say, what what happened? I I could have probably fixed that one for you. I think I have a, a, a restock will if you I'm, need I'm it. Sure you do. I don't, Taylor. That was the point. It was make believe. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I, that's that's my number three. I, I I've always liked that vehicle. Very good choice. And that was discontinued in 84. Um, yeah. Pretty early on. Again, when they started to get away from the, the militaristic look of everything, a lot of these got phased out. Right. Ken, what about your number three? My number three is Rock and Roll. Nice. Just because he had the bandolier straps. And, and his name is Rock machine. and Roll. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I remember this one because he had the big machine gun like uh, uh, Rambo used at the end of the movie. And I yes. always thought that was super cool. Because it had the belt-fed machine gun and yes. everything like that, and just and his beard always was cool. But yeah, just the fact that he just had the because they made the painted the bullets to be like gold, to where it almost a metallic look, and I always thought that was kind of cool. Plus he compared was to just yeah, <laughs> compared to just having like all green. But yeah, he was he's my number three. And I like that his machine gun came with the uh, the uh, bipod, the, the bipod on it, yeah, where you could lay him down and. And shoot it still. Yeah, I thought, like I said, they, they put a lot of thought and detail into this guy. But did you notice he had um, he had uh, brown eyebrows? No, I didn't notice that one. Which leads me to believe he might have been a, a not a true blonde. Well, 
Well, what was this about? There were different kinds of thumbs. How how can you tell? It's just the thick or the thin thumbs. How can you tell? They're just sort of thin. Any? Oh, I see it. There's a little thing here to click it. Yeah. They don't look that yeah. different to me. It was the enclosure, how the thumb and how the grip was in there. Yeah. Because the first wave, I think, were real tight and it would break. That's why they would break off. Mm-hmm. Putting the uh, weapons in and out of them. So. Yeah, he's totally got brown eyebrows, so he's a, he's a bottle blonde. Well, well, he's a surfer. Or maybe he just dyes his eyebrows. Yeah, I was going to say, he's a surfer in Malibu, so he's got a lot of sun on his hair. Exactly. Could be blue from being out in the sun. He he was also a weightlifter and played bass guitar in a local rock band. And it sounds like naive. you, Taylor. He says, he says he's naive <laughs> and shy. How can you be naive and be a bass player in the elite fighting force? Have you met my friend Taylor? I used to play Today bass. I did. Yeah, Taylor used to play bass. Are you shy? Uh, not really. No, but really, you're very no. naive. Am I? I can be. I guess. <laughs> See sure. how easy it was to convince him. <laughs> That's a great, great choice, Ken. Yeah. My uh, my number three is Stalker, uh, because it takes a bad, bad man to make a beret look imposing, and he managed to do it. And plus, and I love the uh, I love the the uh, camouflage on his uh, on his uh, his uniform, and uh, I, yeah, I just think this is a this is a cool figure. And I, he had a, you know he had had the mustache. He was sort of like uh, he he looked. This is weird. He kind of reminded me of Lamont on Sanford and Son. Lamont Sanford. Well, his real name is Lonzo, apparently. Yes. And the description of him is rather odd. It's almost like he's a a Black Panther. Well, it was the eighties, so the, you know his, <laughs> yeah. his skin color. His skin color was his character feature, but uh, I just, yeah, I just like I said, I'm I'm not a huge fan of the beret in general, but this guy makes it work. He was he was always my Duncan character when I would play Predator, oh, and that's usually the rock and roll. Oh, like the, Carl the Weathers. Second, yeah, Carl Weathers, yeah. Sorry. And then the second he version of rock and roll. Was that's my it. He Arnold looks like Carl Weathers. Yeah. 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 Instead of Lamont Lamont Sanford, he looks like yeah, he looks like Carl Weathers. And literally, I wasn't being racist when you read the description. Oh, of I know, it. I know. That's, I mean, that's, that's the thing. This being was a thing part that... of a street gang. And they even used the word uh, jungle cat to describe him, how he moves around. Silent, fast, and strong. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, he's a great character. He's, he, had, he was really, really uh, a powerhouse in the comics. He was, uh, he was a natural leader for the Joes. He was and a cool he, guy. Yeah, he, and he ended up being sort of like an elder statesman. Yes. Group, didn't he? Yeah. Very much so. A lot of the, their personalities kind of changed after the foul cards were out and once uh, Larry Hama and, and Chuck Dixon got a hold of them. Oh, yeah, we didn't even mention Chuck Dixon. He did a lot of, did a lot oh, of yeah. work on that, too. Yeah, he was, he was a big deal. What about your number three, Taylor? My number three is the HAL, the Heavy Artillery Laser. I, I really Defend like this choice. laser. Uh, well, <laughs> no, this you, is cool. I, I like the fact that you know you can you can uh, push those uh, tow bars back and you can actually tow it behind right. a vehicle. It rolls. Um, it's got that nice like kind of seat positionable like it's basically a laser cannon and it comes with Grand Slam. Yes, it was Flash with Charles Carroll's head. Right. Yes. I, I mean, and I, I like the I like the design of this outfit. So for me, this is a big seller. And yeah, it is. It's a it's a cool toy. And again, that that seat it it reminds me of like a carnival ride somehow. I don't I know why, that. but it reminds me. Of, I think because of the way that seat is kind of back, like like it is. It reminds me of a carnival ride. And I like you know it turned on that. It's like a turntable that it would would turn on. It's really cool. Oh yeah. 
And I like the box art too. The um the box mm-hmm. art they had for it. I think the way that they positioned in the cannon and put the the um uh the guy in there, it's just it's perfect. It, yeah. it definitely shows you know the action aspect of how it work in the real thing. world. Right. Yeah. Even though this is not a real now, this is actually item. an acronym too, by the way. Yes, this is an acronym. This yeah, yeah. an actual acronym. Yeah, a real one. And it says on his file card they love science fiction and comic books too, so you can't beat that. And he's yeah. and he runs the Hal. So that's Order right. of two thousand one is his favorite yeah. movie. Oh, it's gotta gonna, be. Yeah. That's the first thing I thought of. Yeah, I was gonna say Grand Slam and both uh, Grand Slam and Flash are fairly similar in both of them being sci fi aficionados, I believe. Yeah. That explains their costume. Out pretty cool. Uniform. So cool. Yeah. Well, and it explains probably their choice of weapons to right. use as well. Yeah. Because yeah. Flash is the laser soldier, right? Is that what he's called? I yes. guess so, yeah. He was the only one that came with the laser unless you got the jetpack. Right. Well, maybe we'll talk about Flash a little bit later. So let's not talk about him too much right now. Right. Maybe we will. Dan, <laughs> we're down to your number two. <laughs> number two for me is rock and roll. Uh, the primary reason is nostalgia because he's the first figure that I ever got of, of G.I. Joe, and that's the one I had to run up and make sure I had while I was while we were taping the show. And Dan sent me did send me a picture of it sitting on his keyboard. It's very very it's how adorable. Yeah, it's in <laughs> it's in great shape. And, it's in better uh, shape than the one I got when I got him out of the package when I was. <laughs> and I'm surprised. I mean, the like I said, the he swivels the hip swivels quite a bit, but it's still in great shape. And the gun was gigantic. And um, like you'd mentioned earlier, um, Ken is it's um, just the the machine gun bullets around his chest, and he's just he's just a really cool figure. And I just was intrigued by intrigued by the giant gun. And plus, who doesn't love the name rock and roll? Exactly. Yeah. There's he, you know you notice there's not one called country and western. Right. True. They're both <laughs> yeah. they they would have both kinds. Or smooth yeah, jazz. Yeah, we have both kinds, country and western. <laughs> they came as a pair, like Tomax and Zamots. Uh, <laughs> I found that when I was looking for rock and roll too. <laughs> um, and rock and roll just looks intimidating. But it he's really shy does. and naive. But yeah, he that, looks that intimidating. That's that's just a weird card. Yeah. He's another one that the comics really made him. They fleshed him out and made him a lot more. He's like fun and laid back, but really intimidating. So almost like gung ho without the bravado. Right. Yes. That's actually that's all. Yeah. 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 All right. So uh, my number two is Scarlet. Okay, Scarlet makes another another appearance. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, I liked it because of the crossbow and the ninja stars on her on her glove. Oh, I always yeah. thought that ninja yep. stars were the the coolest part that she had ninja stars on her glove and. Uh, and she, like you're saying, is just a completely, totally different figure because most figures you got, the females were in a dress or, you know, different type of stuff, like with Star Wars and stuff like that. So with yeah. her, she's right in the middle of everything with her crossbow and her ninja stars. So I thought that was cool. You're right. She wasn't a princess. She was she was a soldier, just like yeah. the other guys. Yeah. And, but she still retained her, very much her femininity. Correct. Right. And, so, she's and got... then in the cartoon, she's really cool also. Just because she's kind yes. of the out outcast, like she's like she's one of the leaders, but she kind of does her own thing. She doesn't fall in the ranks like all the other ones do. It's one. Of the, it's just pretty much a forward thinking line when when you consider Scarlet's role, because up until this point, I can't remember a lot of strong female characters that were their tree like equals. And while it was acknowledged that she was feminine, it was just a part of her. They didn't define her by it. If that right. makes sense, right? Exactly. And that, no, that's exactly pretty right. cool. 
And it, you know, exactly. and again, it gave gave any female fans it gave them a character that they could identify with that that was, a was strong yeah character. that was yeah. that was just like any of the other guys and had just as much to offer. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and her file card's really cool. I was just reading that and read it forever. I mean, she's martial art family. Yeah, she's a sniper. I mean, she's basically was a you know jack of all trades if you want to call it. You, you don't want to piss so, her off. No, no, off. exactly. Well, in in the cartoon, she trained under Snake Eyes as well, so she had all That's the right. combat hand to hand training with him. And they end up dating in the. Comics. That's what I'm saying. Didn't they? Yeah. Didn't they have a thing? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. what I thought. Now, is that a slingshot sculpted on her on her, on her backside? Yes, on her inner pocket, her back pocket. <laughs> yeah, and then her is backside. that a camera on her leg? I don't know what's on her leg. I always thought it was like a detonator or something. Okay. Um, but I, yeah, she did have a slingshot on in her back, like her back pocket, kind of like Dennis the Menace. Yeah, she always had one in the back that. pocket and a knife too on her on yeah. her thigh. So she's got a knife, a grenade, one, two, two ninja stars. It looks like a throwing dagger or shrieking on her inside of the glove, and then some sort of detonator. She is. And this was her. This was her. This was her, yeah. was her formal wear. On her, yeah, and she My had joke got ruined her. three times. Uh, but she had something on her like upper shoulder too, I think. Yeah, I think also. that's a grenade. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. And a, and a and a dagger shooting stare. That's right. What were you saying, Jeff? <laughs> Probably something inappropriate. <laughs> and this and this was her formal wear. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, uh, good again. Once again, you guys, yeah, you guys, your lists are putting mine to and, shame. And boot pockets too. Uh, you know they yeah. need to start bringing boot pockets back. No, in they high don't. Fashion. Nobody likes boot pockets. Well, if you got your slingshot in your back pocket, where are you gonna put your wallet? That's right, boot pocket. I'm thinking tomorrow at the convention, I need to wear some tights and a onesie like this. It's that like, almost like a unitard. You probably won't fit out either. Stand out. I really wouldn't. This is like the first time I've recorded a podcast where I threw up in my mouth. (laughs) Just a little. I wish I I could say the same, Dan. I wish it was the first time I'd done that. (laughs) The the throw up in your mouth just threw up in its mouth. Ooh, 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 (laughs) ooh. What? It's just, you know, proving how gross it was. Okay. Much, not, not too unlike me talking about the the diapers on the Kenner Star Wars figures yes. back in the day. <laughs> yes. My number two. Speaking of number two, diapers. Yes, yes. my number two uh, is is Flash, which is why I didn't ah. want to say too much about him beforehand. Mm-hmm. He was my second figure after after Breaker. Mm-hmm. And and like Taylor, I, I liked, I think, the red pad. The, the he catchers, was my second figure, too. The uh, the catcher's yeah, costume it's, uh, it's, outfit. It's like I thought the, it was cool. The heat deflecting. Uh, armor. So you had rock and roll and then flash. I had breaker than flash. And, uh, I just, yeah, I just think he's just a great figure. And I loved, you know, again, he had the, the, the fingernail visor and everything. And uh, it's just a cool figure. And, you know, laser anything in the eighties yeah. was, was cool. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I'm a fan. I agree with that. That's a good call. He sort of flew under my radar when I made this choice, but he, he could easily be in there. He's from Lodi, California, too, which is my favorite uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival song. Nice. Did not realize that. You didn't realize that my favorite Creedence song? Right. Well, we never talk about Creedence. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we Lodi. Should. My friend Damien introduced me to Lodi when we were in college, and I, I love it. Nice. And I have a version of the song, a cover of the song recorded by Buck Owens' brother, Buddy Allen Owens. Hmm. 
Buddy Allen? No, Buddy Owens, not Buck. Just Buddy. Is I'm, thinking buddy? I'm thinking of Buddy Allen Emmons, who is a steel guitar player. Tim from Star Wars in Character will love this part of the conversation. Right. <laughs> We're on what, number two? Yes. Number two, yes. All right. My number two is Cobra Commander. I'm amazed that hmm. he's hasn't shown up yet on anybody's list. You know, well now we're getting to the top ones though. This is true. This is true. I think with Cobra Commander, it's it's one of those that he is fairly unlike any of the other characters that you know, with this you first he's inept. Well, with this first run, you really do kind of you know, root for the good guys here. The the bad guys are just kind of they're fodder. They're something yeah. that the good guys fight. Right. So Cobra Commander and and you know his officer and Cobra Infantryman, they're just other characters. They, it's just who they fight. That he doesn't have the same uh, the same mystique that he has down the road when you know he has his hood and when he has you know the the battle armor and stuff. He doesn't have that same almost like bravado. He's just mm-hmm. this guy with the silver mask. The eighty-seven version worst figure ever. Sorry. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Might have to argue with that one on you. Uh, might have to argue with that one. Fair as enough. Well, but the we'll eighty-seven version is the uh, the battle armor. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but again, know, his gun was cool. He had a very unique unique yeah, gun. He put on a his unique back. gun, and it it that gun really only fits with with him because it the looks way a it fits little like back. a hair dryer. It I'm does. Lie. It does. Uh, sort of, yeah. And yeah, you're right. That I'd forgotten about that molding, the way his back was molded so that the gun fits on there. Yep. That's really cool. It's very cool. And he he was he was another one like Snake Eyes, but he was he was he was very unique. We we hadn't really seen a character like him, I don't think. And, and you know, the thing about him is with that that silver face mask, it seems like that would have been prime a prime spot for the paint to start chipping and everything. But I've never seen no, anybody who's yeah the paint chipped off. I think. I think my big complaint about Cobra Commander, this version, is the fact that his blue is so light. It's not a dark blue like the later ones, yeah. Right. Yeah, that he doesn't stand out as being a very evil dictator. And can somebody explain to me his pants? He's got the little, like, stirrup pants that go down underneath his shoes. That seems like uh, that would be extremely hard to keep clean. Oh, I always said that was so yeah. cool. So did I. It had this, the boot spats on him. I thought that was yeah, cool. Yeah, kind like, of a... It's the pant stirrups. Yeah, and I'm the only one. I'm the yeah. one thinking logically about this. So and he's got crazy. the double yeah. belt. Yeah, he's got the double, double belt as well. Yeah, actually, looking at it now as an adult, it does look a little odd. But as a kid, I thought it was fascinating. <laughs> and then, of course, the blood stripe. Yep. I don't know. He did a lot of stuff, man. but like you're saying, I think he wasn't. Cobra hadn't got their mystique yet by. But at this point, because there was only so little figures of of them out yet. Right, like you said, they weren't really well. Uh, well thought out right correct he should have had an ascot that's what he's missing <laughs> he but he does it's well no it's a collar i no, was about to say it's a black one but yeah no, he's got a collar underneath it, it should have been an ascot though why did he have be a, a dicky with just a collar this is true that would have been awesome <laughs> cobra, cobra commander is cousin eddie from christmas vacation yeah he just has that a would explain why his pan his plans never pan out <laughs> And he only has a blood stripe on one side. Why do you suppose that is? Because he's got the knife on the other one. But you can still have stripes on there. They paint apps. didn't want to paint it. Yeah. Well, fine. It was too much for them. To have the paint around the knife. He's he's only <laughs> he's only he's only made one kill 
So. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I really have no idea. There you go. He's only half the soldier that he should be. Yeah. So we. Oh, the file card says he's the most dangerous man alive. You know, in the comics, so he kind of proves to be with that a way. knife and fork. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's a he's maniacal, clearly. Mm-hmm. You know, there there's been a couple times though, even in the TV show, that if his bumbling his Starscream voice, yeah, if his bumbling yeah. fools of of minions hadn't screwed up the plan or tried to backstab him, he could have actually pulled through. But that yeah. goes back to being a leader and picking the right people to surround yourself with. Very true. So he bumbled to begin with. Just uh-huh. like the Star Trek if he was if he was really, really, really good at, at being bad, then the gels wouldn't live very long, and that wouldn't be very fun. Very true. Dan makes a good point. Dan will probably make another good point with his number one, which he will share with us now. I will. I'm actually disappointed that we're already at number one because this has been really, really fun. I'm incredibly glad we're going to keep doing this. My number one, this was the only one that I didn't have to think about, and it's the Vamp. The Vamp and Clutch. Nice. I love this vehicle. I love that it had the gas cans you could put in the figure's hands. You could walk around carrying them. I I mentioned the gun earlier. The swivels perfectly. You can get two figures in and out really well. I just like the, the Christmas of the wheels spinning. I think Clutch is an awesome character. I love the manly beard. He's just, he's just, <laughs> and he's the only way again that you could get him. And it was just, a, I, I had more fun with this vehicle. I, I just, I just have a lot of great memories of this. The Vamp, it's just an easy choice for me. That's, that's a very cool choice. That, the, yeah, the Vamp is a great vehicle. Um, sort of set the stage for all of the Jeeps that would, that would come after it. Yeah, Vamp and Clutch, man. Yeah. yeah. It could easily have fit in the mask line as well. Yes. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, I, I mean, obviously it doesn't change into something different, but you know what I mean. Just the sturdiness of it. And, the style of it. Yeah, the style, absolutely. Very cool. Yeah, that's great. Well, my, my number one is Flash. Nice. Oh, wow. He's he's my number one. Yeah, I just liked him because he was a laser specialist and the, the helmet with the visor and everything like that. And that was... Um, one of the funny things is when we, uh, when I got to meet Larry Hama, I got him to sketch a fig, uh, picture of Flash. That's cool. And it, it, he, it, we actually threw him because he's never had anybody ask for Flash. I remember you telling that story. Yeah, when when this show goes live, can you post that to our Facebook? Yeah, I'll page? put a picture of it. Yeah, I've got awesome. the sketch. It I'll, was cool I'll remind you. What he does is he, um, if you ever see him, he has a little Mr. Hama. He has a. a like a clipboard and you put your name and what figure you want or what character you want. And then he'll draw it. You go check back and just pay for it. Well, me and Carlos, we both pick flash cause that's our favorite character. And he thought we met the flash from Marvel and he has a big sign <laughs> saying he has a big sign saying, if he doesn't know how to draw it, he won't draw it. And so we went back to talk to him and he was like, no, 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 it's flash. And he had to pull out the GI Joe encyclopedia to remember who flash was. <laughs> So, but yeah, I just liked them because of the the cool uh, outfit, you know. And even at the beginning of the cartoon, flashes on the front. At first, one of the ones you see where he's melting the the target with the laser rifle and everything. And I always liked them from that. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, flat. That's a, he's a great figure. He is. And he, I think he is. He's a lot of people's favorite. I think uh, for that yeah. very reason. Um, he's kind of. He's iconic too. He, he is. Yeah. When when I think of GI Joe, that's the first his file card. For some reason, his file card is the or not his file card, but his card art. Yes, backing card is the first one I think of when I think of GI Joe. That's what I think of. I could see that, 
And Absolutely. he he also has the uh, the same pants that Cobra Commander has. He's got the pant stirrups. True. Oh, does he? Yeah. I'm gonna have to rethink. And I want to see. <laughs> and I want to see a number um, on the number one comic in the the case. He's one of the first ones that you see jumping out. Yeah. Like off yeah. of yes. the, off of the yeah. tank. And I think that's why his is the one that I always think of because I I think of that image and his file card. Yeah, it's. I mean, not his file card, his bagging, his bagging yeah, card. His uh, card art. Uh, yeah, because of the, you always picture him as the lead character jumping off of the tank when you see the, the comic book in the case and everything like that. So he kind of, to me, epitomizes G.I. Joe, the elite forces, because he did laser and everything like that. Nice. Good call. My number one, like, uh, like Dan's, my number one was the only one I didn't really have to think about, and it's purely a nostalgia pick. You heard me talk about him in story time. Uh, this is my was the first figure I ever had, and I actually bought him twice in a row because I bought him for my friend Jody. Uh, my friend Jody was born a week after me. Uh, his his family's uh, house, their backyard, backed up to our backyard. And uh, last I talked to him, he was a uh, he was a uh, blackjack dealer in Vegas. How awesome mm. is that? That's wow. cool. Um, but he was saving money to to open up a uh, a greenhouse. Like a, a yeah a nursery basically yeah. there in uh, in Vegas, which is even cooler because there's no nothing green in Vegas. Anyway, he's a cool guy. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, my my number one is Breaker. Uh, and again, I just I love everything about this character. I love you know his beard. He looks like he looks like a mechanic for starters because of that beard and everything. And uh, he was my first figure that I ever had. And again, when I when I got him, I realized he doesn't have a gun. Right. And I thought that was just awesome because here's a guy who is a soldier and serves, but he doesn't, he doesn't fight. And I love the fact his name is Alvin R. Kibbe. That's just a great name. I love, I love Alvin and the Chipmunks, and I love that his name is Alvin. And he speaks seven languages. I can barely speak one. <laughs> he would have to though if he's a communications yeah. officer. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, I just love Breaker because again, mostly because especially now the fact that. You know, he was my first figure and he didn't come with a gun, but I never felt cheated because, you know, he's got that cool uh, headset that connects to his backpack mm-hmm. even. And uh, yeah, that was a cool. microphone that's that 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 swivels up and down on the helmet. I just this is a great figure. And you, you, you will probably not surprise you to know that the communications headset, I agonized over that thing snapping in half. I was so worried about that <laughs> happening. <laughs> yeah. And again, mine never did. Me neither. Yeah. The only thing about these toys that didn't last was the the O-ring. Yeah. <laughs> you got to say it. I got to say it. <laughs> the, the rubber donut? The yes. rubber donut. <laughs> Somehow rubber donut sounds even more lascivious. Sounds worse. Yeah, it sounds good worse. word. Thank you. Salacious. <laughs> Crummy. <laughs> All right. Taylor's number one. Joe, My number one is actually Flash. Wow, he was on he was on three lists, wasn't he? He's he's a cool wow. character, and he, you know, I, he's the, I was the only one who didn't have him, and I but, and, and it, I I debated that exactly. So clearly, Flash is is kind of the uh, the the the, the I, fan favorite. I remember when the when the re releases came out, he was one of the hardest ones to find because people were just snatching him up, and I yep. I happened to find one, and I was so happy that when I 
do set the figures up, he's usually one of the first ones to always pull out. You know, one reason, one thing I didn't mention, one reason I picked him is because Flash is also the name of Roscoe P. Coltrane's dog. I was just going to say. <laughs> <laughs> was, that, was it Roscoe's or Cooter's? It was Roscoe's. It was Roscoe's. Cooter did not have a dog. Oh. Cooter just that's smoked not, like, That's not an O-ring joke, by the way. No, Cooter just smoked Cooter. like a dog. <laughs> uh, no, he was Roscoe's dog, the little basset hound. And and it was, I, I say he, Flash was actually a girl. Right. So anyway, sorry, Taylor, you were talking about your love for Flash, the action figure. <laughs> yes. I mean, we, we pretty much already said it all. He's a laser trooper. He's got that really cool helmet. He's got the really cool armor. And yeah, I mean. He could play catcher on the baseball team. Yeah. He could. He could. And if you, like, my idea would be if I was going to go and get these now, I would want to get a Flash and then I'd want to get a Howl that was complete. Because I would think of those two, like, um. Well, it's because Grand Slam came with the Howl. Grand and Slam the and Flash being together as a team. Yeah, so that's you true. have your artillery set, and then you have your mobile infantry man that would be firing off anyone who was trying to take down this cannon. Yeah. They're like, yeah, they're a team. Yeah. That's cute, Taylor. That's adorable. <laughs> well, now that we've talked about our top five, it's time for us to talk about the one that got away. Way, way, way. This was the toy that we all wanted when we were kids, and we just... It was just out of our reach. We couldn't ever lay our hot little hands on it. Ken, we're not starting with you. We're starting with Dan. Okay. <laughs> Let's pretend I didn't say that. Dan. It's okay. Oh, I thought, I thought you know how many times in grade school I, they would do things like, okay, yeah, the since your last name starts with Z, you get to go first, and that never happened. So I, it's nice that I get to, get to be back in good graces here. So I appreciate, I appreciate the order. Um, that was probably the most worthless um, information you've ever received on the show. So no, feel free to edit that me, out. It reminds me of a, of a joke uh, that I, uh, the laughter in the classroom or whatever from uh, from Reader's Digest from when I was a kid. Uh, there was a story mm. where this this uh, teacher was starting his college class, and he goes, "I'm going to dispense with uh, using the typical alphabetical uh, assigning of, of of asking questions and 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 seating and everything. I'm going to I'm going to go by either your first name." Or the first letter of your last name. And he heard a groan from the back of the classroom. He said, do you have a problem, young man? He says, yes. He goes, why? He goes, my name is Andrew Zale. Oh, my gosh. That's perfect. But um, yeah. That was the most <laughs> useless uh, waste of time on this podcast. Yeah, so, so everyone, don't talk for like five seconds, and he'll see on the, on the feed that you know he needs to edit that part out. No, no, no. It's fine. Okay, Take okay. That in. All right, you should. It's authentic. <laughs> Okay. Like us. All right, so my one that got away is Cobra Commander. You never had Cobra Commander? I never had it. My my brother had him, and we we had kind of a... We were that weird family that for Christmas, like, I would get He-Man and he would get He-Man. And we both got our own, and we should have just shared, but my brother took care of his toys like Taylor does, so I think <laughs> maybe my family knew that that wasn't going to jive real well. So he had him, but I never did, and I believe he mailed in for him. And then... I would see him in stores, and I just never bought him because the newer figures were out. Even though I didn't have, have Cobra Commander, I still wanted to get the, the newer figures that came out in the later waves, and it, I just he just always slipped away. So that would be easily for me. That's heartbreaking. Did you have the one that uh, had came with the, uh, the, hood. the hood? Yes, I did have that one. Okay, but not the original. Not the original. I don't, one. Think I, I, I don't think I ever had the hooded one. The original one was one that I always thought was cool because... And uh, there was a really excellent comic, I think number 14 or 15, where he was always driving the hiss. And I always wanted to get him just to put him in my hiss. But right. it was not to be. 
was not to be. So you don't, still don't have Cobra Commander in your collection? I still don't. I still don't. Well, I folks, think it'd be, if, if anybody it'd be has cool a again. spare Cobra Commander sitting around, <laughs> throw it, head it, head, send it down my way. way. That's right. Ken, what about you? Which one get, kept getting away it's from you? Cobra Commander also. Wow! Because right. <laughs> I didn't even realize he was a mail away. I didn't either until today. I don't yeah. think I did either. I just I didn't think, re- uh, I think I got remember. mine for Christmas, yeah. Or if you got them in the Sears. I did not have yeah. the mobile command. Right. I did not have the crappy cardboard <laughs> yeah. Cobra cardboard Command Center. Missile base. I still can't believe he said don't laugh, and I said I won't, and I was positive I wasn't going to. <laughs> <laughs> I really was. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, you were serious. Yeah. <laughs> so... So I you just, never, you still don't have Cobra Commander? I have the hooded version. I was able to mail away. Well, they didn't advertise it like they did, like Star Wars. Right. They didn't put the sticker on there, like mail away for this, until later on. I think they had the little inserts that would go inside the, the box, like with the cards that let you know mail away, collect your flag points. Because that was one of the things I didn't even do up until I saw that for the first Cobra Commander was collecting the flag points, so that way you can mail away. And then get the Cobra Commander. But no, I didn't even realize there was one that came out of that. I thought the only Cobra figures were the two officers. And so, yeah, I never got the helmeted one, if you want to say. I got the hooded. OG. Yeah, I got the hooded version, which I I personally like the hooded version myself better. But um, I have the re-release version of them with the the helmet. But yeah, I never got got this one. There's always those uh, awkward moments in the cartoon where he would... Like turn his head at, with the hood, and then he turn around and he'd have the 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 hood on instead of his helmet. And you're just like, well, how did that happen? Where did it go? Yeah, <laughs> cheap animation. Yeah. Look, looking at the card art, the only card that I saw that actually had the free Cobra Commander leader of the enemy army on there was a Scarlet. Yeah, I saw none of the too. others had it on there. And that I also be the look of the draw with the ones yeah. that I had to photograph. Dude. And then I also figured out what's on her wrist is actually a pistol. Oh, cool. Hmm. I didn't want to say anything, but I was pretty sure that was the case. Oh, okay. Which means I didn't want to be wrong. It would have been better if it was a Shrieking. I could have dug in and found mine. You just like saying Shrieking instead of Ninja Star. I really do. Yeah, Taylor's a nerd. You're so worldly. (laughs) Sure. And And we're all nerds. We're we're on a toy podcast. (laughs) That's right. Exactly. There's nothing more wonderful than being who you are. Unless you're Taylor. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I'm kidding, come on Taylor. Now. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm gonna get hate mail now. <laughs> well, my my one that got away, and to this day, I'm I'm wondering how this happened, because this thing is so freaking cool, and I probably should have made this my number number one. It should have been on my list, but since it was gonna be on here, I didn't. It's the jump. Ah, uh, oh, yeah, because yeah. it's a Van Halen song, and it's also a, a very cool GI Joe toy. Song. Yes, it is. Crisscross, rest in peace, Chris, whichever yeah. one. Um, but yeah, this thing is cool. This jetpack is awesome. I want one of these now. That's what I'm looking for at Fan Days this weekend. I'm looking for a jump, complete. I thought you were going to say a jetpack. Well, one of those two. Yeah, if you look at the back, if you look at the if you look at the back and the box art, just look how awesome that is. I mean, I that would be what... something cool to hang up on your wall. Just that image right there. I know. And then uh, you see the little proof of points, the flag thing. I forgot that Hasbro did a point system. The the more expensive your figure was, the more points. That was pretty clever. I think that's fair, you know? Mm -hmm. I did too. Tiered tiered points. But yeah, this thing is freaking awesome, and I never had it. I don't know why I never had it. Probably because it didn't come with a figure. And I just, this thing is freaking awesome. 
I, like I want one. I like the fact that it's got you know like a recharge station here. It looks like it has a console, and it has flash on the on the uh, the mm-hmm. box art as well. Yeah, a whole jump platform. I mean, that's basically what it is: is a launching platform. And maybe that's why pack. I never had it because I was like, it's just a platform. Why can't it just jump from the ground? But I I see now the folly of my thinking. Yeah, you can find it on eBay for like four bucks. Sold, four ninety nine. Seriously, I'll send you the link right now. Please do. Well, we wait on that, Taylor. Tell okay. us about your one that got away. My one that got away is probably going to surprise you all. No, it won't. Mm-hmm. Um, it, in, any unless guesses? It's the, unless it's the crappy cardboard. No, Cobra because that Command was my Center. number five, or yeah, it was my number five. So yes. I can't have it as the one that got away. So it's going to surprise us. It's it's the official collector display case. I really like this case. And you never had it. I never had it. The one and that Jeff would, has? That one? The one that I had, yeah. Yeah. This would be one that I would get. One of the things that surprised me about the case when I was looking at it in the interior shot, it's got peg holes. Well, it's got kind of the uh, the little seat ends where you can hang this on the wall. Yeah. So if you wanted to break your sticker, yeah, I put it up that. and hang yeah. it on the wall, you could display your figures out. How cool is that? It's, it's very cool. It's got the G.I. Joe sticker that goes completely across the opening of the front. A weapon storage. I mean... And and a place for your file cards to sit in. Yeah. I mean, they, they were really thinking about this. I mean, granted, it only holds really your first wave, but I I would totally want this. If I was going to get the first wave, this would be what well, I'd and want And again, the it. fact that you can display it on your wall yeah. is cool. Yeah. Yeah, the images on that thing are awesome. I think I had it too. I, I honestly can't remember. It's been so long. It really has been a long time since this was out. Okay, yeah. so Dan sent me two links. One of them I love because it's the vintage 1982 Hasbro G.I. Joe jetpack jump with box and extras. So you get the box. You also get three extra jetpacks, one extra leg, yeah. two instruction <laughs> booklets. That's right. And two sticker and four packs O-rings, because I'm going to are... screw one of them up. Well, yeah, the, the leg was left over. And that book, too. That blew up. That's right. <laughs> and the Legend of G.I. Joe book, yeah. But that's not a bad price. It's really think. not. I, I'm price? actually it's twenty five bucks. Huh. Yeah, ten dollars shipping. But the, the box is kind of beat up. But um, in fact, the box is very beat up. But uh, everything else looks to be complete with it. Although I, eh, I'll look it's at in good shape. The other one is in really good shape. It looks. But it's like only ninety nine percent complete. Yeah, the one percent. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I'm like, what? Where is the one percent? What's the one uh, percent? It might be the hose that's missing. Wasn't there a hose that goes from the, the Oh, jet H-O-S-E. Pack yes. To the, to the <laughs> laser ring? Is that another O-ring joke? <laughs> yeah. Sure, as far as you know. Oh. oh, boy. So, okay, well, so you're one that got away. Would be this display case. This, this place. That's, that's cool. I, I, like, I can get behind that. That's great. Yeah, I mean, even, even if there weren't any figures in it, you could still, if, if it had the front sticker... It's a really cool sticker on the front. I mean, this this is a really cool display piece. Well, and the, and the back sticker is, you know, again has the the figures themselves posed. The so, yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the that is, cool. the and figures, it's yeah. it's that hard plastic. It was really, uh, and it had uh, a weapons section for it and everything. So yeah, I mean, it was that's it's a sturdy piece of uh, piece of memorabilia. Oh so yeah, we'll be on the lookout for that yeah. one as well. Well, awesome. So that will bring us to the end 
of our journey this evening. Ken and Dan, thank you so much for joining us tonight. I hope you guys have enjoyed this as much as I. Oh, it was a pleasure. It was. A it, was it was great. It was great. I I've really been a fan of the show for a long time, and despite being friends for a long time with you, Jeff, I've always wanted to be on this show. It's one of my very favorites to listen to. So, plus, I mean, what's what could be more fun than talking about this amazing line? No kidding. And yeah. like we will, like I said, we're going to try to have you guys back for as many of these shows as possible. We'll try to schedule yeah. it so we can all four uh, come back together because, yeah, this is just fun. And like I said, you know, between uh, Taylor and, and Ken, I don't have to do any research. Um, <laughs> I can just talk about the ones I had when I was a kid. And, uh, and you know, the juxtaposition of Dan with Taylor, Dan's hermetically sealed toys with Taylor's takes it out of the package and it just bursts into flames once it touches his hands. <laughs> it's or like Sid, Sid and Andy. Yes, exactly. Uh, open up package and stir it into nose. That's, yeah, that's, <laughs> Taylor does that with popsicles too. That's what's funny. I've seen him do it. I'm I'm a little off on my side. I miss. <laughs> He's got an eating pro- eating disorder. Eating problem. So uh, tell before we let you guys go, uh, we'll start with Ken. Ken, tell us how we can we can find you on the interwebs. Uh, well, my podcast, the uh, Nerd Four One One. We have a Facebook page. We're on Twitter, iTunes. Stitcher, pretty much anywhere you can download it, um, you can find that there. Uh, the Texas Turtles, which I'm also part of, we have a Facebook page. Um, you can check us out there with all of our pictures of events. But um, like I said, the this has been a blast. Like I said, I've always loved, loved this show. It's one of my top as soon as the new one comes out that I make sure I listen to. So I, I appreciate y'all letting me come on here and, and, and marble and G.I. Joe stuff with y'all too. So it's been great. And your show is out every Tuesday? We do. We record Tuesday nights. We put it out that night because um, it's a it's a week. Basically, what we do is we try to cover your whole weeks of nerd stuff from uh, what's happening in movies to televisions, uh, comics. What new comics are coming out? So we give you a heads up what you can go to pre order, um, new toys that are pre orders, uh, stuff that we see that are coming out like at you know with, uh, different comic conventions like New York and uh, San Diego when they announce the new toys. Give you a heads up there, and then plus let you know once you can start pre-ordering those uh, conventions. Uh, we'll update the conventions and stuff that happen locally and things like that, and then um, also what new happens in the world of gaming. So we kind of give you, like I said, a week's worth of your nerd news in two hours, to, so you don't have to search the interwebs yourself. We kind of take care of that for you in two hours. One-stop shopping for all your nerd That's needs. It. Yeah, awesome. much. Awesome. And uh, Dan, where where can we find you on the web? Yes. Uh, well, the easiest way to find me is at coffeewithkenobi.com. You can find links to our Facebook and Twitter page, as well as Tumblr. And you can find my blogs every month on StarWars.com. Awesome. You guys heard that here? Yeah, StarWars.com. That's, That's awesome. awesome. And, it's, and, it's fun. And we didn't Wait, talk the, about this, but you, you're an educator, and you're also involved with Star Wars in the Classroom. Uh, I am. Correct. Yeah, I'm, I am Blue Leader on Star Wars in the Classroom, which is an amazing network of people who incorporate pop culture, specifically Star Wars, of course, for the purposes of this, into the classroom. And it's allowed me to do a lot of things like having Ian Desher, author of William Shakespeare, Star Wars, come in and Skype with my students. And uh, John, who John Morton, who plays Dak, is going to be coming into my classroom later in the year. And just it's a really, really cool thing. And you guys interviewed him on Coffee with Kenobi. And I I think I sent you a message that said, I want this guy to adopt me. He, yeah. <laughs> he might be the most interesting man in the world. He really is fascinating and, and it's just a, a really, really cool down to earth guy. He, he has every reason in the world to just, you know, be uppity, but he's not. Well, 
and ta- speaking of people who have every reason to be uppity, Taylor, uh, we, <laughs> who just snorted. Was wow. That, Jenner, that was me. That was <laughs> me. Wow. <laughs> Taylor, we can find you on taylorlinberry.com. Yes. We never talk about this on the show. We, I, I should. Yeah, I, I have, yeah, I have your stuff. Yeah, I have, uh, I have my own site where I, every once in a while I'll do uh, action figure reviews. I also post like any of the designer toys that I put out. Um, any of the artwork that I put out, usually a recap of the conventions that we go to with all the nice little artwork and stuff that I've done there. Um, and then you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, mainly just putting out pictures of things I'm working on at Barnlord. And that's kind of my artist name is Barnlord. Can, and I've asked you this before. <laughs> Everyone asks, and it's just it's a, a longstanding joke between me and another guy. That nobody else would find funny? Probably not. Much like <laughs> much like all of my jokes. Is it too late to say also that you can you can find me on uh, Bantha Banter? Uh, no. Oh, your hey. episode will be live by the time this goes out. So yes, uh, Dan has been on Bantha Banter. Taylor has been on Bantha yeah. Banter. Ken, if his show has not oh, already been mm-hmm. recorded, will be on Bantha Banter. <laughs> uh, so and hopefully by this time the show is on iTunes. Yeah, <laughs> we're having yeah. trouble with that. <laughs> But uh, hopefully the show won't go out won't go out for at least four months. So I'm hoping that the show is on iTunes by then. <laughs> uh, and you can find me on Twitter. I have Marvin at Marvin Media, and I also have my own personal at Jeff McGee Actor. And I hate that it's Jeff McGee Actor, but there was already Jeff McGee wasn't was already taken, and I didn't think of doing like the real Jeff McGee or something like that. Uh, and the that official. damn that damn Jeff McGee is how I'm known to this day in some certain certain circles in my hometown. So probably should have gone with that one, but. Uh, if you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, you can keep apprised of my theatrical ventures there. And uh, as always, talking to us at Taylor and Jeff, we're on Facebook. Uh, like us there, and uh, we, you know we've got we've got a really good core group of people who contribute and and have we converse with on the page, and it's always a lot of fun. Oh, definitely. So, uh, and if you are at any of the conventions, uh, let us know. Taylor and I may be wandering around, and uh, we'd love to meet you. Uh, in the meantime, until uh, next week, there will be another episode right. of Talking Toys with Taylor and Jeff, an action figure exclusive. I have no idea what it's going to be because we record <laughs> these all out of order. But until next week, for Talking Toys with Taylor and Jeff, I'm Taylor. I'm Jeff. That was Dan and Ken. And remember, they're not dolls. They're action figures. With straight arms in the first wave. And swivel arms in the second, which are vastly superior. That's right. Good night, folks. Thank you for listening. For more episodes of this show or other Marvin Dog Media productions, go to marvindogmedia.com to stream or download the shows or to subscribe via iTunes. Email us at marvindogmedia at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at marvindogmedia. Follow us on Pinterest at pinterest.com forward slash marvindogmedia. This podcast has been a production of Marvin Dog Media, all rights reserved. How many times can we say Marvin Dog Media?
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.